0: Good morning, it is a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn, and he's Griffin. We've got a new intern that's going to be starting with us next week. His name's Charles. I'm still working on a nickname for him. As you know, it's mandatory that we have intern nicknames. We'll work on that ahead of uh, next week, but uh, he's sitting in today, kind of seeing how we do things, learning the ropes. Appreciate the fact that uh, he apparently got here early, uh, Griffin, and he just sort of sat out in the the lobby waiting for us to come get him. Instead of yelling like a maniac, hey! If you're doing the show, I'm here. Which other interns have done in the past. This is a straight shoot. Ryan Shell, who now works with WBAL, and has been in radio for over a decade, the first day of his internship, when we were at the old radio station, just wandered right into the studio, <laughs> just walked in the front door of the building. He knows where he knows where. Wandered right into the studio. <laughs> Drew. And I were doing the show together, but we were in separate rooms at the okay. time. And true he wandered into Drew's studio and said, I'm here for my internship. Drew was in the middle of like a monologue. <laughs> it's like, uh, what do you want me to do exactly here? Also, this is another, uh, this is a great bit. I actually found this picture recently. Um, I used to play a bit on with all the interns where I would tell them, hey, you know, in radio, it's actually the opposite of business. Like, you know, on, in normal business, you get casual Friday. Well, we do formal Fridays because we're casual all the time. Like, we're normally casual, so we do formal Fridays. And I pulled it off with a few interns before I gave up on it. And I, I don't know why, but I recently found the picture of Ryan Chell's first Friday as an intern where he showed <laughs> He's up in, in a blazer. Full, and I'm suit. not even kidding. Wow. A full and complete Man's now traveling with the Baltimore Ravens every (laughs) week. Like, he has carved out a decade plus career in the radio business. And I just found a picture of the first Friday when he truly believed it was formal Friday and showed up, suit and tie, everything. I've got to remember to send that to him. Charles, you're fine. I mean, this is this. You can pull this off at any time. You're good. You're good. We got a lot to do on the program today. Coming up a little bit later on, Rob Ambrose. We've been waiting to do this for a little while. Former Towson football coach. We're meaning to have him on to talk about uh, his time. As um, he's not going to be back as Towson football coach next season, we'll chat about that with him. Chris Rose of the NFL Network is going to join us. Also, of course, BattleBots on Discovery, which comes back tonight. We'll make our picks for the week when uh, KZ joins us a little bit later on as well. That's all coming up on the program today. Today's show is also brought to you by. The all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Save $100 at GinsuGrills.com when you use the code TAILGATE. The perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for smoking, grilling, baking, and searing all kinds of food. The all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Again, GinsuGrills.com. Use that code TAILGATE and save $100. Joining us now to start today's show, he will be back on the broadcast for the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. He is the former Super Bowl-winning head coach of the Ravens. It's a pleasure, as always, to welcome back Coach Brian Billick, the GCR. Coach, it's Glenn. It's good to chat with you. Happy New Year, my friend. Thank you for taking the time for us, as always. Glad to do it. Coach, um, I can only imagine I, – I, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals this week as they prepare for a football game. What What would you describe this week probably to be like, And and, and what would you imagine the job of a head coach being for a team – they just went through what they went through on Monday night, even though it's not even their teammate who was on the field.
1: Well, it's such a unique experience, and, and they, they obviously were affected by it more so. I mean, we all, anybody that watched it on TV that was aware of it, but for them to physically to see it actually happen, um, I, I don't know that any of us can really relate to that in that circumstance. Um, but just like Sean McDermott, uh, uh, they, they've got to look at it now and obviously totally mindful of the fact that the prayers and thoughts are for the young men in the hospital and very conscious of that, uh, but it's, it's time to move on to the job. It's, it's time to move on with, with your work, uh, something that obviously he would probably embrace and be doing now if the circumstances were switched. Um, and that's, that's not easy, but, but you do it. And obviously monitoring very closely, I know both organizations have health professionals there to help the players during the course of the week, if if they want to try to verbalize it or try to sit down with someone and, and try to understand it, just such unique circumstance, actually getting back on the field may be, in an odd sort of way, the best remedy to kind of move past
0: it. Would you be at all worried if you were in his shoes about where your guys' heads were at going into a football game that you know, we, we still think has meaning for them. We're not really fully sure exactly how things are going to play out, but would you be at all worried about that during the course of the week?
1: Yeah, you do, because you worry about it all the time. You, you you worry about what it is that your players, obviously this is an extreme example, but you, you, you worry about where is your players' heads uh, in in any number of ways that, things that affect them off the field. You know, these guys are not automatons. They go home. They, they have families. They have uh, trials and tribulations. They have crises in their, of their own sort uh, during the course of the year. So you're always very mindful of it. And, again, just try to be supportive of it. Give them an outlet to talk about it and see if you can help them process it.
0: Uh, Brian, before I get to the Ravens, I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm sure you've had to deal with this a lot in your life as you've sort of been around this sport as – the dangers of the sport have been so highlighted over the course of the last couple of decades. We know that what happened on Monday night, you know, was really more of a fluke than anything else. But I'm sure you'll hear from people that know who you are this week and say, you see, this is why I don't let my kids play football. This is why I, I don't want other, you know, people that I know to be playing football. When you've gotten those comments over the last, you know, couple of decades, what have you said to people about the dangers of the sport of football and, and maybe why you would – where are you with all of that, I guess?
1: Well, it's it, uh, kind of the same response. As you know, I'm, I'm part owner in, in X-Tech Pats, the number one pad in, in the football. Uh, and, and whenever I'm given all the concussion protocols and all the injuries in the game – when I go out and do a lot of corporate speaking, that's usually a question I, I get asked by a parent. Uh, you know, uh, they know I have grandsons. Do you want them to play football with all the the, the things that can go wrong and all the the, uh, the difficulties and, and dangers that are inherent with such a physical and violent sport? And my pat answer is, no, I don't want them to play football. Hmm. And I don't want them to date. I don't want them to drive. I don't want them to ski. I don't want them to, to walk across the street hmm. <laughs> because – because I worry about them, but you you've got to let them live life, and if that's where their passion takes them, then then you've got to let them do that. and you hope to do it in a way that that they're protected and that they're uh, you know being coached in the right way. But um, yeah, you you can chase down that rabbit hole with just about anything if you choose to do so in terms of fear of and and you can pretty much talk yourself out of anything um, if you choose to do so. Um, with regards to any activity that you might engage in. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's obviously one that someone has to, particularly when you talk about your young people and should they play the game. It, there are conversations that you have.
0: Uh, there's no question about it. And and I know there's no perfect answer to any of this. And I, I certainly understand your point, that there is danger to just a, a great number of things in life. There's no doubt about that. Brian Billick is with us here on GCR. Coach, you returned to the Ravens broadcast this Sunday at an interesting time for the Ravens. Um, I, what, what is your outside perspective of the situation between the team and Lamar Jackson and just sort of the uncertainty and you know, the way that John Harbaugh's kind of just trying to choose not to talk about it right now? What, what do you make of all of that?
1: Well, it's standard operating procedure. First, when you're talking about a team that, that uh, is, is missing its starting quarterback, um, that's, that's a lot and any of the playoff capable teams or teams that are trying to work to the Super Bowl, If, if they were in that situation, uh, it would be a difficulty they're having to overcome. And they would say, look, it, that is what it is. And I'm talking about say injury, uh, and, and, uh, you know, we're going to next man up and, and we're going to fight through it and do everything we can to continue on this, this playoff run, knowing full well that, you know, you, you take, you take Joe Burrow, you take Josh Allen, you take. Uh, Aaron Rodgers you take any quarterback out of the equation of a team that's vying for the playoffs it's going to change the equation the fact that it's the contract and all the things go with that that that's an off-season discussion uh, neither team wants to focus on it right now uh, I don't know that it's a factor um, you know that's that's for others to speculate on um, again it's like anything well we're, we're we're just not going to focus on that we're, we're going to we're going to move on and play the game, as, as I always used to say. You know, there's a time for pay and there's a time for play. And right now is the time for play. And those other discussions, uh, it's just not a place to be talking about. Uh,
0: what we've seen in recent weeks since the Ravens acquired Roquan Smith, I mean, there have been some that have evoked comparisons to another great inside linebacker in Baltimore. I still think that's a bit blasphemous, but I get it. Roquan Smith has been, for the most part, that good. Um, can you describe and what you've seen and I know you do a lot of film breakdowns the Ravens what you've seen that he's brought to this defense you know how much the numbers have changed since he's arrived H- how do you describe the impact that this one player has had on the totality of the Ravens defense
1: he's an outstanding football player it, it, whether he's at the level of a Ray Lewis or not I, I reserve judgment on that that obviously' we've got a you know he needs, that's a tincture of time and he needs a little bit more uh, resume to, to make that comparison. But he's outstanding. And what and in doing the film breakdown that I do for the Ravens on ravens.com every week, the thing that jumps out at me, I love watching the combination of him and Patrick Queen together. Because like any good tandem of inside linebackers, sometimes it looks like they're attached at the hip and the way they move and skate and then pull the trigger. Uh, they play very, very well as a tandem. They complement one another very well. So this is, this is one of the best, tandems of inside linebackers i think that's in the game right now uh and and obviously a great pickup for the ravens uh and the injuries on the defensive line not having Clayus campbell in right. their last, uh, last certainly hurt that's all a factor I, i'm i'm anxious if we can get to the playoffs if lamar comes back and if we get these other players back now to see I think that's a very formidable Raven team that a lot of people will be very concerned about
0: playing I want to ask you about it's so funny you bring that up because I wanted to go there if I could before what we saw last week against the Steelers for as well as the defense had been playing in recent weeks they it, it seemed like they really did get bullied a little bit in by the Steelers in the run game and they were gashing them for five yards a carry is it as simple as saying that's the you know that's what happens when Calais Campbell isn't on the field it I don't know, it, it, it did seem a little bit eye-opening because, and, and we'll talk about this, there is a bit of a small margin for error with this team. They've got to play really quality defense in order to have a chance. What, what did you see in them giving up five yards carry against the Steelers?
1: Well, they, they based on the first game, I mean, and it was noted on the broadcast, you know, the Steelers approach to this game in the way they just got gassed in the running game, the first game. Um committed totally from their defensive standpoint to we're just not gonna let you run. Mm-hmm. We're gonna put five defensive linemen in. We're gonna place and as I did my film breakdown, the number of eight nine man fronts they saw was incredible. And still the Ravens ran for over hundred yards. So I think I think the Ravens ran fairly well given the, the defensive front that they were facing. Pittsburgh, uh, I think it's just a matter of a team that Pittsburgh has gotten better. They've gotten more physical. They've gotten a more of a rhythm in their running game. Uh, and with the young man Pickens, a quarterback, uh, he runs around and makes some plays outside the structure of the offense that I think aids them. So, um, yeah, I think they're just, uh, the, the, you got to give the, the, the Steelers credit for sticking with the run, recognizing this is what we've got to do and uh, they had a good scheme for it. And I don't think it was necessarily an adequacy of the Ravens' defense uh, other than the fact that obviously they were missing from some front-line players in the interior. I,
0: I bring it up because, as you alluded to, I, I think there is a scenario that we've talked about the last couple of weeks where the way that they've been running the ball and if they were to get Lamar Jackson back for the postseason and the way that they play defense, as uneasy as Ravens fans feel at the moment, there, there is perhaps a path to this team still being very dangerous. That was the eye-opening part about last week was, well, not if they're going to be giving up five yards per carry, that's going to be really tough. But d- do you believe that with Lamar Jackson on the field, even without the wide receivers, even knowing that it's still a pretty small margin for error, this team can be a threat to the top teams in the AFC with how they've run the ball and how they play defense and a healthy Lamar Jackson?
1: I don't think there's any question, and, and it's both commentary on the Ravens and how good I think they can be, but the fact of the rest of the league. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't think when you look at the rest of the league and you look at the playoff field right now, and again, I realize there's some subjectivity to that. Jacksonville and, and, and Tennessee, we'll see who's going to fill that fourth spot and, and exactly how, once the league sorts out, uh, what they're going to do with the Bills uh, Bengals game, and then obviously the game this weekend. But if you're looking at the playoff field right now, um, yeah, I think the Ravens can... Mat- now, it's not easy, don't get me wrong, but you, Kansas City and, and Buffalo and Cincinnati, uh, they're familiar with them all. Uh, they're able to stay with them, uh, particularly with Lamar back. Uh, and if they've got all the pieces, I think that playoff field is is very, very tight. And And I don't know that you could... You know, I, w- I don't know that bet in any one of those teams, absolutely, to get to the end. The NFC is kind of the same way, and we've said it all year long. The league is very tightly packed. I think this year, and and I could give you four and five reasons why all of the top teams in the AFC and NFC why they're going to the- go to the Super Bowl sure. or where they're going to fall. So that's it's a very equitable field right now.
0: Coach, uh, my last one for you, I, you, you know from our many conversations over the years, I qualify as truly a dumb guy, right? So I'm going to ask you the dumb guy question. Um, you know, John Harbaugh said something in his press conference this week. He was asked about Gus Edwards only having three carries, and his response was, Gus should have played more. There's really no excuse for that. And the response that, again, the dumb guys have is, well, aren't you the head coach? Aren't you the one that would step in and say, what are we doing here you know, why is Gus not on the field a little bit more? Why, why wouldn't that be taken care of during the game? Could you maybe explain to us, Rubes, more of like who's making these decisions when it comes to rotation, and, and what is the role of a head coach in making a decision like that?
1: Well, you're absolutely right in terms of the observation that, yeah, he's, he's got to be integrally involved in, in, in those types of scenarios. During the game, it's very difficult. Um, because it's not until you get to the post mortem that you can look at and say, you know, keep in mind the Ravens, you because normally it's the other way around. Uh, the Steelers had the ball for thirty-five minutes, right? So, so all of a sudden, and and all of a sudden, you can get into a series of three and outs, or having to throw the ball a little bit more than you planned on, or get behind the chains, or or obviously the the, the clock is is. It's winding down on you. That that to get everybody their touches. On the same token, okay, you're going to take J.K. Dobbins out. I mean, that's a hell of the game. He yeah. game. the Steelers. So so it's okay. So you want me to take Dobbins out and put Edwards in? Go to average point seven yards per carry. I love the physicality. So you could chase that game forever. And and certainly in post-mortem you can go and say, okay, maybe in this situation we should have played Gus. A little bit more because I'm sure that's package and and how do you access those cut uh, those, those those packages? Trust me, Greg Roman did not go into the game going, ah, "I don't think we're going to play today." That that yeah, that wasn't the plan. It sometimes, you know, you, you just look at the same thing. I love seeing they got Mark Andrews involved more. Yes, receptions. We only had three, so it's, yeah, let's 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 get that. You know we need to have more of that, but but then you look at the outside receivers and go, well, how come they're not playing? How come they're not getting more balls? Well, that's because that's the way it falls sometimes, and, and between Andrews and Likely, and you know that that's those were going to be the targets that they went to, and clearly the Steelers were going to say, okay, this is what you're going to have to do. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's I don't know that it's a fair criticism. to Say, well, shouldn't John Harbono? know? Yeah, he does know, and then the postmortem you look at it and say, yeah. Gus probably should have played more, but here's why it didn't. And, and let's see what we can do going forward to make sure we don't get into that loop. But, but uh, during the course of the game, I, I don't think that's a fair assessment to, to say, well, gee, aren't, aren't you aware of that? And shouldn't you be doing something about it? I'm sure you are during the course of the game as best you can. But the flow of the game is going to t- dictate that more than
0: anything. Is it reasonable? I know you at one point served as your own offensive coordinator, but it is reasonable for a coach who isn't an offensive coordinator. This was this came up in the Cleveland game when the Ravens seemingly abandoned the run um, in the fourth quarter despite the fact that it was only a 10-point game. And the question was, why don't you just veto the call yourself? Is, is that a practical thing for a head coach to do when you only have 40 seconds on a play clock? Is it a practical thing for a coach to hear a call and say, what the hell are we doing? No, run the ball.
1: No, not not during the course of the call. Co- you can't. That, that that you 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 can't shackle your coordinator that way. Uh, now, in between series, there can be hey, what? Right. Uh, tell me what's in here. Tell me what's going on. Why don't we run the ball? What? And 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 take them through that process. Um, uh, and gee, you know, we put a lot of time on our screens uh, this this week. How come I'm not seeing the screen? Or save on the defensive side. You know, boy uh we're playing a lot of zone i thought we were going to pressure more why aren't we and prompting the coordinator to okay as best you can in a short period of time okay we were going to do this why are we not doing that but during that you can't there's no way a head coach not a good head coach and john harbo's as good as there is during the course of a play call given the time we're going no don't run that play mm-hmm. there are some that but but most of them aren't employed right now because <laughs> that's just not to
0: operate it seems it seems dysfunctional i understand that um brian you brought it up earlier you want to remind everybody about x-tech pads
1: yeah it's uh, been great 10 years number one pad in pro pro football right now uh, number one pad in major colleges and great thing is that we're finding our way into the high schools now top programs across the country uh because parents are taking an active role in protecting their young people in this great game and they know that x-tech pads are the best pads that you can put your players in to protect them in this great game. And uh, um, it's, it's been great to be a part of it and uh, and see where we're going.
0: He is at Brian Billick, at Coach Billick on Twitter is how you follow him. He'll be on the call on Sunday uh, for the Ravens Radio Network as they take on the Bengals. Coach, always appreciate you. Thank you so much for taking the time for us. That's good. It's Brian Billick with us here on GCR, of course, the former Super Bowl-winning head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, and he will be on. I guess Rod Woodson is running off to uh, – uh, his XFL duties uh, as he is going to be a head coach in the XFL. So he is ducking out a little bit early this season and uh, I don't know what they're going to do for the playoffs, but um, actually that's not true. I think I do, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it or not because I believe I have some inside information and I don't want to get anybody in trouble. over It's going to be you, so you in the booth. I don't believe it's going to um. be, I don't think I'm getting the next call. I don't think it's going to work out that way. It'd be really funny if I did the game for BAL and then ran over to one Oh five seven to do post game. Would be unprecedented. I believe in the history of Baltimore radio. If anyone could do it, if anyone could do it. Do you remember the time that uh, I guess Jerry got sick in the morning, and they just called Pete Gilbert and were like, "Hey, dude, congratulations! You got to call the game today." (laughs) And Pete Gilbert said, "I've never done play-by-play before." (laughs) (laughs) They were like, "Well, today's your day." (laughs) In the middle of the COVID was a wild time, obviously for everybody. We were all kind of figuring it out, (laughs) and for Pete Gilbert, it was. Figure out how to call an NFL game. You've got two hours to prepare. Good luck. And he, of course, did a fine job. He's a professional. (laughs) Um, Appreciate Coach Billick taking the time for us this morning. Uh, I keep trying to warn you that offers are going to go away. Sports betting has been legal for over a month now in the state of Maryland. And at some point, these betting companies are just going to pick up and they're going to move on to a new state where there's new opportunities to get customers. So take advantage of these while you can. Offers like $100 in free bets from Barstool after placing your first $10 bet or up to $1,500 in risk-free bets from Caesars. Time's limited. To get the best offers from all of the sportsbooks, go to pressboxonline.com offers and sign up today. You want to grab a break and then we'll try to talk to Rob
2: Ambrose? All right, let's do it that way. It's
0: Glenn Clark Radio.
2: The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual best-of issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adlai Rutschman as our 2022 MoGaba Sportsperson of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles. Ravens and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com.
3: Looking for some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by
2: visiting laurelpark.com.
3: The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com at Grill.
2: North Point Boulevard. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday
5: and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11:40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show too. Hey, if you missed it earlier in the week, we decided to
0: postpone the final Tyus Bowser show of the season, so it'll be coming up this Tuesday night, January 10th. We will be at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue, in Station North. We hope you will come join us for the Tyus Bowser show. It's a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland vascular specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. The Tyus Bowser show, final show of the season this Tuesday night. Come meet Tyus and his special guest and hang out with us at Guilford Hall Brewery. All right. Uh, got a minute. Uh, don't know where Rob Ambrose is. If you if you know, tell him. Say, hey, man, you're supposed to call in. What the hell's going on there? Um, we like Rob, so we'll give him a pass, but I don't know what the story is. Got a minute here. I'm going to cover a couple things quickly. One, again, John, Lamar Jackson not on the practice field yesterday. The John Harbaugh reaction to it ends up becoming as significant as him not being on the practice field, right? It ends up becoming... What what is going on here? And it's tough because the same way that I said it a week ago, I just don't think John Harbaugh is thinking as deeply about it as you guys are. I think we're reacting significantly to it. Like, well, this is this is unbelievable. I don't think John Harbaugh is thinking the same way. I just don't think that's how he operates. He was asked about Lamar Jackson and whether he expects him to be able to play. His response, I'm I'm just probably going to leave all that stuff alone. I'm going to focus on the game and just get ready to coach our guys and have our guys get ready to play the game. Now, when you hear that, your response is, what stuff? All we asked you about is whether or not Lamar Jackson is going to play on Sunday. What do you mean I'm going to leave all that stuff alone? We overanalyze it. Again, because in our minds, there is a bigger drama, and that's what John Harbaugh doesn't want to talk about. In our minds, you don't want to talk about the fact that that Lamar Jackson's holding out, refusing to play football, which, of course, no one has any evidence of at all. Again, the only actual evidence we have is the story from Mike Preston, which said... The Ravens think that it's internally a four to six week injury and this still falls within the four to six week span. That's the only actual evidence we have. Now, a lot of our reaction to it is still based around the idea of the belief at the beginning that it was more like a one to three week injury. If it was a grade two sprain, then our understanding is the time frame was more like four to six weeks, and this still falls within four to six weeks. Add to that the unknown the Ravens face at the moment. It feels like we are moving towards them not completing the Bills-Bengals game for Monday night. There continues to be some promising news related to DeMar Hamlin, which is good. We, We hope for the best. We continue to hope that it trends in that direction, and there continues to be promising news and reports and Yes, we're all waiting to see like a picture of Demar Hamlin wake up and give a thumbs up and be all right and I can only imagine the Buffalo Bills feel that way. Apparently his father spoke to the team um and there was some thought that maybe the Bills wouldn't play this week but it looks like they're trending towards being ready to play against the Patriots for what still appears to be a meaningful football game you know, maybe for them but more so for sure for the Patriots who still need to win to get into the playoffs. Um you're in this awkward spot where the NFL looks like, and Mike Florio kind of reported last night, that they were moving towards the most likely answer being that they're just not going to finish the game. Apparently, there was a hypothesis put out by Florio earlier in the week that the league could, next week, start the NFC playoffs and play Bills-Bengals, and then the following weekend start the AFC playoffs, but the NFC moving on to the divisional round, that they would just be staggered, and then you would have the NFC take a bye while the AFC plays the divisional round to get the championship games back together that week before the Super Bowl. I frankly think that's a very good idea. I asked this question on Twitter this morning, is understanding the game truly means less than the health of DeMar Hamlin, But I asked, if the NFL's unwilling to consider moving things around to try to replay that game, what would they have done if DeMar Hamlin had died? And I know that's a macabre question to ask, but I think you have to understand what it is that I'm saying. Would they have just simply said, well, we're going to play football games this week? I mean, think about that. I would have liked to have hoped that there would have been more flexibility. Hey, if we need to move things, we'll move things. I'm going to continue to show grace when it comes to all of this, because I get it. This really is unprecedented, what's going on. I understand that. There is nothing that prepared anybody for this circumstance. I do still think it remains awkward that you're going to say to the Buffalo Bills, yes, you had this horrible thing happen, and also we're going to take away your ability to have home field advantage in the playoffs. Like that, It seems crushingly unfair. Is there another option? I think there is. The NFL might not choose that option. At some point, they got to let the teams know this weekend what it is that they're playing for. Like at some point, they have to declare what's going on one way or the other so that everybody involved knows what's at stake. And getting back to Lamar Jackson, if the Ravens have nothing to play for this weekend, and stop, save me, spare me the, well, they could be the five instead of the six. You're just, I'm not going to make decisions. One, hoping on a whim that somehow the Denver Broncos are going to beat the Chargers. And then two, so that I can just avoid playing the Bengals again and instead play the Jaguars. Trying to get home field, that matters. Trying to get a bye, that matters. You're going to do anything in the playoffs, you're going to have to beat the good teams. So trying to delay that for a week and risking guys getting hurt in the process, my dumb opinion, very dumb, I'm not, I'm not interested. So my gut is Lamar Jackson wouldn't be playing this week anyway, presuming that they're not going to make up Bill's Bengals and that the AFC North is off the table at this point. All right, joining us now, a man that would definitely concur that I'm just a dumb guy with a dumb opinion. Um, Have always enjoyed my conversations with them. Don't know how I feel about using the word former in front of uh, this title, but uh, he is of course now former Towson football coach, Rob Ambrose. And he is back with us now here on GCR. Coach, good morning. Great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us.
6: Good morning, sir. Good morning. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year to you, my friend. Um, before we get into you and, and everything, just your thoughts as a coach, what you saw on Monday night and uh, the way cool. everything was handled and just the difficulty. Like, Can you imagine being in the shoes of Sean McDermott or, or Zach Taylor this week, kind of going through this right now?
6: Um, huh. Wow, he just opened up with that one, huh?
0: <clears throat> what do you want me to do? I you want me to say, hey, was it fun to get fired? Uh, you want me to go there first?
5: Anybody.
6: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I appreciate it. Yeah, right. Coming in hot. No, it's a big deal. Like, I think anybody who ever wore a helmet or yeah. cared enough to coach a kid, I, I think this has banged us up in a way that none of us ever saw coming. And, um. You know, I heard a little bit of what you said before I came on about, you know, the league and what they're doing and all that good stuff. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, there is no right answer. Of course. Okay, there, there is no right answer. And when this is, is passed, and we've somehow, however it works itself out, have gotten through it, we fans, coaches, ex-players, ex-co, you know, people who love the game, everybody's going to have an opinion, and God forbid the next time this ever happens, we'll probably do it better. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's no right way to do this. And we're just going to have to figure it out as we go. It's the hardest. It's the hardest thing about any sport ever Mm -hmm. that this is the one. I don't know. You'd be a downhill skier. You could be anything. You'd be a baseball player. there's a life is dangerous. And to see somebody go down like that, um, that banged me up pretty good. I'm pretty grateful I'm married to
0: a therapist. Wow. Seriously. Wow, Rob. Wow. I, I, can I, you know, you probably deal with this. I just asked Brian Billick about this a second ago. You probably have gotten questions over the last two decades as this the topic has changed about the danger of football. And we know that what happened on Monday, this was a fluke. Like, we understand this wasn't necessarily a football thing. It's just a thing that happened during a football game. But I'm sure somebody in your life has said, you see, Rob, this is why I'm not going to let my kids play football. Um, what well, do you, what do you yeah. say when that, when that comes up, when somebody brings that up to you about the dangers of football, someone who's been in this game for as long as you have, and clearly love the game as long as you have, what, what is your response when that topic comes up?
6: Well, I usually do my best to stay away from people to say that. Okay. It's <laughs> okay. obviously considering my entire life being wrapped up in this great game. Uh, and what it does for people, I, you know, that's the antithesis of me. Um, I, you could say that about anything, that you can die, get hurt, be disabled, doing anything. So, therefore, you could say, see, I told you so. It's a, it's a, it's a juice worth the squeeze kind of thing, always. I deep down to the core of who I am, and I, I learned this to be a truth, that I believe this game can do more for the human spirit both for the people that play it and the people that watch it. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's not for the meek. What is it? The meek tit, the meek may inherit the earth, but they're not getting the football. And that's true. It's not meant for those people. It's not. But for what it's done for us, for me, and for every single kid that I ever had the honor to coach and be around, every other coach that I had a chance to be in the same room with and listen to and learn from. I couldn't even begin to imagine anything that has raised me farther than from where I was in football. Is it dangerous? Hell yeah. And you got to respect that. And it's not easy, but it's, it's the difficulty of the thing that makes it special. And I'm not referring to football. I'm referring to anything. Mm -hmm. So you shouldn't shy away from the difficulty of it because it exists. Now, have we gotten better as the years have gone on in, in the attempt to to mitigate risk in, in a risk Magnificent setting, yeah, we have we've done a great job, and the medical world's gotten better, and everything's gotten better, but life happens, and it's not about what happens, it's how we deal with it, but I would never turn my, turn away from this game. It does too much for the human spirit no,
0: i'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you for a second. My wife and I have had this conversation a lot. We got two sons, they're seven and five, they were gonna come play for you at Towson, so now I don't know what we're gonna do at this point um <laughs> I, I have said, and my wife and I have kind of come to the, the conclusion that we've, we'd be fine with them playing football when they get to high school. We wouldn't do it before then. We're going to say, you know, if you want to do something else, that's fine. If you want to play flag football, but we're not going to have you play football before high school. Do, what, what would you, you know, if I just, if I'm saying to you, do you think that that makes sense? Or would you say, no, if they're going to play football, there's no reason why they shouldn't be playing football now?
6: Um, oh, I don't know how old they are.
0: They're, they're, they're <laughs> seven and five.
6: Oh, that's a little, that's too young. I mean, you know, plus some flag football, that's good. Or, um, you know, I would say they have, they should play team sports.
0: Yes, yes. Like, we got it, it, we the got the them playing is, soccer. We got them the, the, the nice the nice sport where there's never any head injuries. Rob, like that's what we got sure. to play in. Soccer, yeah, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the way, uh, yeah, go, go look up. Go look right. up the statistics. I'm
7: aware. I am aware.
6: What, what sport has the most concussions? I know. I know. I know. <clears throat> I know, but it's not sexy to say that. So you know, yeah. don't cancel me. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, I um. I think that there are things in the development of youth where football is good. I really do. And I truly believe it. And the, the ability to get out aggression acceptably to understand that, you know, there's a good place to do that and a bad place to do that. And I found, I've always found that guys that played football at a younger age had less disciplinary problems in school because they understood there was a time for work and a time for play. And there was a physical backup to that too. Um, I think there's something to be gained In learning how to tackle technically at a young age, Mm -hmm. learning how to fall, learning how to fall, learning how to be in a group of people and fall down and not get hurt when your bodies are more malleable. And this is true. Now, I don't, and truth be told, I have great concern, just like everybody else, about CTE, but mine's a little bit different. When your brain stops growing, when you stop growing, the healing process is less. And that's with all your muscles with all your bones with everything it's less you still heal but you don't heal the same the greatest the greatest concern for cte based on what i've read is for the concussions that happen after the human brain has come to its completion and growth
8: Hmm.
6: that you just don't heal like you did when you were younger Hmm. you know did i get did i get concussions when i was a kid yeah but when i I can tell you the injuries i had as a kid and the injuries we all had as children have healed a hell of a lot more than the injuries we have had when we were adults. Hmm. Hmm.
0: I, I don't, I so, don't, huh?
6: Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, so it, I, it's not sexy to put that out there.
0: Well, yeah. this also goes back to me being so, a dumb guy. <laughs> the, I, no, no, I, not, don't, I don't know how to push dumb. back on anything because I don't know that there is anything to push back.
6: On. No, there's seriously a push. You know, the people there, there are people out there that want to see the end of football and they're going to go about it any single way they can and using health, as the reason is one of the big uh, drum bangers. But I don't think the game's ever gonna go away. I think we're gonna continue to find a way to make it a little bit safer. You know, I think, you know the the helmets are made by NASA now. I saw look at the helmet my father wore when he was in college. It was a piece of plastic with some rubber bands in it. I don't know. You know, this guy's played with leather helmets. You know what I mean? Like like so it's gonna keep getting better. Um I think I think if there is a parent out there that really, really, really has concerns about their child playing football don't listen to the mob go do just like everything be intelligent there's the internet go do your own research go find go find out the, the doctors that deal with this and what they truly believe are the concur- concerns about concussions and head injury in youth and how it relates to specific sports not just football because truth be told if i was really worried about concussions in children i would not be letting them play soccer
0: yeah, I boy, you see, like you're speaking to me right now, Rob. <laughs> you feel like you're well, just just try your this, try this. Glad. Take a
6: ten year old, yep. take a ten year old chasing a ball. Oh, I know,
0: yeah,
6: full speed. No, I didn't. T- yeah. take a ten year old chasing a ball and another ten year old chasing a ball, and the two of them collide. Would you rather at ten years old? Would you rather them be the ones in helmets or the ones without? I,
0: I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. I really do. I completely understand what it is that you're saying, and it is a. I, it's something that we're going to have to sit down and talk about again. Like, <laughs> I to, guess I just boy, improved boy, in we, your conversation. We we really we really went an interesting way in the first <laughs> portion of this conversation. All right, back. I'm putting you back on the hot seat now. Rob Ambrose is okay. with us. Uh, I I hear you're looking for work. Um, <laughs> I am. What I you know when this happened? I guess let's let's, let's take a step back. Did you have any idea? Going into the season, at some point during the season, that your future might have been in question at Towson University.
6: Uh, when when you do the when you do this job, if you don't consider that as your normal everyday life, you
0: don't do this job. Can, can I can I can I reclarify? Had you been sure. told directly that? Oh God, no. Okay,
6: no, no. But I had been reminded. Um, by my previous administrator (laughs) how many years were left on my contract, you know, in the past. So it's, um, I had not, no, last year I was not informed in any way, shape, or form that I was, you know, it was a discussion. It was asked in a press conference at the first game, and I said, it's not a concern for me. I just come here to do my job. We're all trying to get better, and we'll figure it out when the season's over.
0: Did you, at the end of the, when, after the final game, did you sort of say, I bet this is what's going to happen? What was your reaction at the end of the year? Did you, did you kind of think this, this might be the way things played out?
6: Um, well, my reaction was I was incredibly proud of both the team and the staff. Okay. that uh, You know, you go through the grind of what we went through. You know, I don't know, our midseason stretch had to be as, as nasty as anybody's in the country. <laughs> and uh, instead of folding up shop, yeah, our guys fought back,
0: came back and battled. Full no staff question. and kids.
8: Yeah,
6: And you know to finish with a winning record, uh, <laughs> win four in a row, win, win some of those games the way we did against some of the people we did. I mean, I've i had a chance to play Villanova many years. I can't remember whooping them like they might have been shootouts, but not whoops like mm-hmm. wow. So you know, I'm proud of my guys. Um, but knowing that it's you know uh, new AD end of your contracts, it's a realistic possibility, and that that's that is the business. The minute that you take the job, that you're either getting fired, retiring, (laughs) or taking another job. It's one of those three. Right. I'm not old enough to retire. I've turned down a bunch of jobs to stay here. And, you know, eventually that was going to happen. So it's the nature of the beast.
0: What what is the predominant emotion that you've had in the month and a half since that time?
9: Hmm. Oh, it's a, di-
6: a little bit of disappointment. I can say this now. It's, you know, a little bit of disappointment, but not not so much in the, the action itself. Um, I, this one I didn't see coming. Now, I'm a, I'm a guy who went to school there and coached there for years before I left. Came back and you know, 14 years is a long time. Um, <laughs> I could say this. The Truth be told, the university on the day they let me go wanted me out of my office and my keys. Same day. Hmm. Hmm. after 14 years hmm. that that was a little frustrating that was that was challenging that was very challenging and uh not, not you know i knew i might lose my email address and therefore there's 14 years of emails of which i can't access anymore by the,
0: by the way there's a former radio station owner that has about a decade's worth of my emails that, that i wasn't allowed mm. back to so you and i are in a, a similar kind con- we're in a yeah. similar boat there. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna guess yours might be slightly more important than mine uh for
6: what it well, is I just, you know there's There's a lot of personal stuff in there that goes to the kids that we coached and worked with that I plan on being with for the rest of my life. Once once they're in the family, they're always in the family. You know, I I would say the inboarding and outboarding by our HR people has some some improvements that need to happen. Um, You know, there's there's loss, there's grieving. Um, I told my wife when I met her that I said, you need to understand that this is not what I do for a living. This is who I am. I said i'm this is who i am i've I've figured that out, and to live your life like that is very very rewarding because of the things you get to do and the people you get to be with and help um however when this has never happened fifty two I've been doing this for thirty some years, and this has never happened before when you wrap up your persona in your job uh, that's a that's a pretty big hole so it's been it's been a challenging month um it says grieving i but i've I've been blown away by the correspondence I you know I'm not a huge fan of social media. I think it has some benefits, but it has some massive detriments, but kids that kids men grown men with children yeah. so at one time were you know children that I had a chance to coach um uh, i more people than I even knew I knew reached out to me in ways that i i'm I'm grateful beyond compare to the, when when you get fired in doing this, you think about maybe I won't do this anymore like this is and. Get uh, all the guys, the families, the kids, the guys who have kids. I, uh, it it is the greatest humbling thing of my life. I, I really didn't even know what I did, and yeah, it just reminded me that this is a calling, and, and I still got some left in me.
0: What What will your relationship be with Towson? Like, I, I, and I'll give you a context for <laughs> Rob. I'll give you this context, right? famously, Mm -hmm. I've I've been close with Ralph Regan for a very long time, right? Man, I respect a great Mm -hmm. deal. Um, He, like you, he was a Maryland alum, right? A place that he cared about deeply. He turned down other opportunities to stay there and then got dismissed as they were winning 10 games the season that he got fired. Um, He came on with me a year later and said, I burned my diploma. Was, Was extraordinarily bitter with the school. We sat down and had lunch a year or two ago. He's back involved with the program. They brought him back. It's It's taken some time, but, you know, time kind of tends to heal all wounds. Where – you care deeply about Towson University. I know that. Where is your relationship with the school? And in 10 years, could you see yourself, you know, coming back for, you know, an alumni event, something like that?
6: Mm. I am – I don't plan on burning my diploma. Kind of proud of that, uh,
0: <laughs> but for the record, mention, I know Ralph didn't actually burn his diploma. I know that he was. Yeah, I remember. Just,
6: yeah, right. I have great respect for him too. And and I was, you know, I was like, man, you know, I, I think College Park still owes that man a great
0: debt. I, no question from he where he that. took that
6: program too. No I, I I really, they, they, they were in a hole, and he's the one that changed it. Yep. And uh, I don't. I, I'm not there. I'm not at that spot. You know. I... 14 years here, you know, the trade-off, I don't, the trade-off. Um, I'm a college football coach. I'm a Division One fo- college football coach who somehow found a way to keep both his children in the same house, in the same town, in the same schools for 14 years. Hmm. And uh, that doesn't happen.
8: Hmm.
6: And that was what was important to me. The This place, this town that I accidentally ended up going to college here and has, I've lived in this town more years than I have. It's it's a part of me and I love it to death. And I don't think I, I miss, I, let me tell you, I miss Bateman's. I think that was a bad move. Real bad move. <laughs> we, you know, we're, Real we're, bad we're in agreement
0: Thanks. on
8: that,
6: by the way. <laughs> Best damn wings in town. I'm not offending anybody. I don't care. I miss those guys. Um, you know, if you ask my wife, she goes, they better not call me and ask me for money. She's <laughs> got a hard time donating money to the place that just, you know, <laughs> took away my paycheck. <laughs>
8: uh,
6: and I'm, you know, I can certainly understand that as well. I don't, I have, I don't have any animosity to the school or the, the program or I'm an alum. Like I, I preach to these kids that one day they're going to watch the team on the field and that team on the field is going to represent their diploma right. and how they, I, I'm rooting for these guys. If, if these guys can do what we did in the past, it's just going to make our diplomas worth more money and make the school look better. And that's the only thing the football program really should be doing. Is growing young men and shining a spotlight on the institution all the great things about the town and the school and i think in the time that we were here we did that i think we changed we definitely moved the needle um i also charge the kids that when they're 99 years old and they look back on their life they got to say yes to two things did he make a difference and then did they leave it better than they found it and when in reference to this place i believe we did we had great coaches great kids great administrators, support staff people that were truly truly invested and, you know, this this mountain of a thing to try to create success at Division I football, we did that. And I couldn't be more proud of it. I'm rooting for the next guy. So, Seriously, I'm rooting for the next guy. It, and I'm rooting for those kids on that roster.
0: It, it's funny you say that because we talked to him. We're just going to spend another couple minutes here with Rob Ambrose. We talked to him, and he said that he had heard from you. And, you know, knowing you, I'm not really surprised by that. But I'm, you know, I'm not above pettiness. Like, I'm someone that could understand it being difficult to do something like that. Can you tell me about why it is that you're like, "No, nah, I'm I I I you say I'm rooting for the next guy." I, I know there are a lot of people that probably wouldn't be able to openly admit that.
6: Uh, who, who you want when you look in the mirror, who you want to be? Got a hard time rooting against people. <laughs> and a hard time rooting against people who represent the thing of which I've given my a large portion of my life to. Uh, and, and a place that means so much to me. How my daughter graduated from here a right. couple weeks ago. Like right. it, Nah. And I, it's my, I want them to have success. And, you know, like uh, the guy, the, the offensive coordinator took my job at UConn after me is Joe Warhead. And I said the same thing to him. I'm like, I'm wishing him all the best. And, you know, he's had a great career. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know. I, you know, it's not, it's not like they went behind my back and did something horrible to me. I, I they gave me a contract. They paid me well. Uh, they gave me a chance for my family to stay in one place and for me to do the thing that I love uh, in a place that I love it. My parents are fifty-eight miles away, and I got a chance to to be with them in a way for fourteen years that I would have never imagined I could have done as an adult when I was a kid. I, I'm grateful, truly grateful. Uh, the, the people,
9: the kids, the
6: staff. I, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna be. Uh, am I happy? Uh, no, I haven't been unemployed since I was fourteen, so no, I am not happy. Right? And you know, I got issues. Yeah, I got issues. But he, no, 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 no. I'm couldn't be more happy for him. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm their biggest fan. Ed Mullen's the biggest fan, but I'm going to be a fan.
0: Well, so let's let's wrap with that. What what is next? What do you, do you need some time? Like, hey, I haven't I haven't had a chance. Maybe I. I don't want to do this for a minute. Maybe I don't mind that. Or is this so in your blood that you say, I, I gotta, I gotta be on a field. That's, that's where I'm supposed to be.
6: Well, one, it's in my blood. That's, uh, you know, this is all, it's, for me, it's, it's breathing. It's in my blood. I don't think that can change. Um, however, you know, despite what, what some of your listeners or probably most of your listeners uh, think, um, FCS money is not FBS money. Mm. Okay, and everybody doesn't make what Nick Saban makes. As a matter of fact, none of us do. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I like. Would I like to take a year off? Sure, wouldn't you? Wouldn't
0: you like to just take I'd a year to. off? I'd love to. God, that would be great, wouldn't it? Oh. <laughs> yeah,
6: you're married. You know, yeah. Have you met my wife? <laughs> like, no. Financially, I can I, I still got one in college. I can't yeah. afford to take a year off. So, yeah. yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. Keep doing it. And as I've explained to her since she first got with me, uh, we go where the work is. You know, I've been fortunate enough that um, I've only had to really move once <laughs> or twice, you know, and the second time I was back home. So uh, we'll see where the next step takes me. I, you know, I, I've talked to John Harbaugh a little bit, and, you know, God bless those guys and the insanity that they're going through right now. I'm beating the playoffs but still trying to figure it out. It's tough, and I, I'm, I'm like, ugh, I can't believe how they're keeping this together. I really – I'm impressed. And uh, but it's football, so it's got to be fun. I told him, I go, Look, if it gets bad enough, when the dude in section 38 selling hot dogs gets a cramp or he's out, I'm your guy. I got
8: you <laughs> covered. <laughs> I still
6: I run stadium steps all Amen. the time. University, everybody knows I do it. I'm in shape. Give it up. Let's go. Hey, man,
0: it might be they might need to make that call before too long. <laughs> that day might be coming. Um, we Cold will look,
6: weather, warm weather. I got you, guys.
0: We will, we will look forward to whatever that next step is, uh, Rob. Seriously, I, you know, the respect that I have for you and the job that you did. Um, I have greatly enjoyed all of our conversations. I know there will be more. Um, I think Towson was very lucky to have you for a decade and a half, and um, it gave us an awful lot of fun. And and I'll I'll be frank about it. Right um, before you arrived, I didn't have a lot of reason to care about Towson football. And you made people in this area pay attention and have to care and make it part of their weekend and reason to come out and be at the stadium. So I I appreciate that a great deal. I have no doubt that there will be success that will come for you. I appreciate you taking the time for us this morning, my friend, and I look forward to whatever's next for you, sir. (laughs)
6: So. Listen to you, man. You can make that a Christmas card. That was
0: awesome. Rob, I mean, I, I know that but you and I have had a lot of fun. This is one of the things I like most is that you have been willing to bust balls with Drew and I over the years, right? Like, yeah. you've been willing to do that. But I hope you know, as much as we do that, that it, I do that because of the respect that I have for you. I think you're a hell of a football coach, man. I truly believe that you are a damn good football coach. That did a lot of really great things. And I hope that you understand that. It's-
6: I do. I do. I appreciate that,
0: sir. Thank you. And hey, brother. Good to talk so, to uh, you.
6: Hey, hey, I'm still alive. So uh you know. I know. I we're gonna be t- I just said don't, don't we're gonna talk be, about me like I died.
0: I, brother, we're gonna be in touch. All right. Like we are gonna talk. <laughs> uh we will see where it ends up and, and if there's if you're at McKeesport State, we'll find an excuse to talk about McKeesport <laughs> State football in the future. All right. We'll figure out a reason <laughs> right. to do it. All right, buddy. We'll, we'll Thank talk you, brother. to you. thanks, dude. Robbie Ambrose. I like Rob a lot. I really do like Rob a lot. I've always liked Rob a lot, and uh, I think he's, I really do. Everything I just said, I mean, like, I think he's a hell of a football coach, and I think Towson was very fortunate to have someone steward the program. I, like he, I'll be rooting for Pete Shinnick, and, you know, I, my kids like going to Towson games, and we'll take him over. We'll go to more Towson games in the future, but, you know, he set a standard that it's was was remarkable, it really was, was remarkable, during his tenure at Towson University. So, um, appreciate Rob Ambrose spending some time with us this morning. We're winding down hour number one of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Chris Rose is going to join us next. Glen Clark Radio. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, January 10th at Guilford Hall Brewery, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill.
3: really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com at
5: Great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on
0: GCR. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring cadets. Salaries start at over $30,000. Entry-level officers and lateral officers, both over $60,000. And both entry-level officers and lateral officers are eligible for a $10,000 signing bonus. If you are someone who is considering a new path, and maybe you're someone who wants to, you know, we've used the term a lot, be the change. Um, You want to help in changing the relationship between the community and the police department. The Baltimore County Police Department wants you. Uh, Join baltimorecountypd.com is the website for you to find out more or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, have a high school diploma or GED equivalent, and possess a valid driver's license. Into hour number two of today's show. We had to do this a little bit earlier on this morning because of his busy schedule, but an opportunity to talk not only some football, but some BattleBots with NFL Network's Chris Rose right here on GCR. Well, coming up tonight, the return of BattleBots on Discovery. Joining us now, a man that you've seen just about everywhere over the course of his career. He is the host, Chris Rose, and he's with us now on GCR. Chris, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's good to chat with you, man. I normally ask, you know, what should we expect this season on a new show? But I feel like with BattleBots, it's probably like more of the same because that's exactly what people want, right?
12: Yeah, I think to a degree you're right. I mean, for people that haven't seen it, it's a pair of 250-pound robots getting inside of a bulletproof glass cube and trying to shred each other uh, over three minutes of a fight. I suppose the one thing that is a little bit different this year um, is that each bot is guaranteed four fights in the regular season, which is good, and they know their opponents at the beginning of the season. So it's almost like any other professional sports league, right? You don't get your schedule as you go. You get it before the season. And if you're anything like me, you know, if you're a fan of a particular robot, just like if you're a fan of the Baltimore Orioles or the Baltimore Ravens, when the schedules come out, particularly with the Ravens, because the season is more truncated, you look and you say, okay, well, that's an easy win. That's a tough one. That's a coin toss. That's probably a loss, you know. And so that's kind of what you're doing as a BattleBots fan. And so you're saying, boy, if they don't win this first one out of the chute, they got to take on, you know, one of the top 10 bots out there in their next fight. So that's kind of maybe an added new wrinkle um, for season seven.
0: That's cool. Obviously, it starts tonight on Discovery. I feel like, uh, Chris, you know how much the entire sports media landscape has been taken over by betting. Are we yet at a place where I can start betting on BattleBots?
12: Here's what I would say to you. I would come watch our shows live when we when we do, and we do the whole season over like a two-week span, and um, I would put it in your memory bank of what show you saw right, right. and then sit around with your friends yeah. tonight and say, man, oh, man, I think this one's going to win. Right. Right, I that, just have a funny I feeling. I right. have a
0: funny feeling about this. Yeah. <laughs> this
12: one exactly. I just I like the engineering on that robot. Uh, I think you know their tip speed is really increased this year for their weapon. Um, so that's who I like, and that's the best way. But in, in answer your question, let's hope. Yeah, in the future.
0: Yeah, that day <laughs> that day might come. Chris Rose is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio again. Battlebots. Back tonight, 8 o'clock on Discovery. Chris, of course, you also know from John Boy and NFL Network. Chris, you know, I'd be remiss, obviously, having you on. I'm sure you've had to do this all morning. Um, Just your reaction to what happened this week with DeMar Hamlin. And, like, is there any awkwardness for you and like, knowing, hey, this is a job and this is what we do. But, like, is there any amount of uncomfortability that you have, like, knowing they're going to just keep playing football games this weekend?
12: Well, you know, I think – all of us as fans i mean i'm a fan first and foremost and i've been a fan much longer than i've been covering the sport is that we do have to deal with that right i mean how many times a month unfortunately do we see a stretcher come out and we're waiting for the thumbs up and things of that nature now obviously monday night was an extremely traumatic experience for everybody involved um whether you are a player that was on the field, a member of the Bills staff, or just simply a fan trying to enjoy what could have been the best and most entertaining game of the year. Um, How do we deal with that? You know, we're not going to stop being football fans, and nor should we. You know, it is a wonderful sport that does come with some inherent risk, and and we all understand that. And I don't think there's anything that the league, that the players are... Could have done to prevent what happened Monday. What we can do is learn from it, right? And so there has to be some positives. First and foremost, the uh, most tangible positive is that DeMar Hamlin's charity that he started has now raised more than $7 million. You know, let's not brush that off. No, I would say most people in this country, and even most people who cover football, did not know the name DeMar Hamlin prior to Monday night. Would you agree with me? Of
0: course, yes.
12: Yeah. Now we know. Now we know what a great kid he is. We know about his family. We know about his upbringing. And when he gets out of this, he's going to realize, wow, I have maybe impacted the world in ways that I never thought were possible. At the same time, I think that we need to be better fans. And what I mean by that is we do have to have an understanding that these guys are putting their lives and their careers on the line every time they go out to entertain. Do they get paid handsomely? Yes. All that. But we really have to have a better understanding, which means we have to stop sliding into their DMs when they ruin our fantasy week. We have to stop. Like, I'm a huge Browns fan. It's been soul-crushing at times over 50 years, hmm. and I've yelled at the television set. I'm guilty of it. But hopefully at the end of the day, I still understand that these guys are human beings. Right, I know. And I think right, I know. if there's any good, good that can come out of that, hopefully
0: that's it. I appreciate it. Chris, I know I need to let you go. 20-second answer. Do you think Lamar Jackson is a Baltimore Raven next season?
12: I do. Okay, I do, and I think that we've seen how important he is. we've seen how important he is. That that offense has been a mess without him.
0: There's no question about that. All right, Chris, really appreciate the time this morning, man. BattleBots tonight on Discovery, 8 o'clock. Make sure you check it out. Thank you so much for doing this, man. We'd love to chat again real soon, all right? You got it, Glenn. My pleasure. Anytime. Just a couple of minutes there with Chris Rose as uh, he was busy doing his tour for BattleBots, but appreciate him squeezing us in. Uh, he still remains optimistic that uh, Lamar Jackson, will they'll get things worked out with the Ravens. I obviously agree with him wholeheartedly about Lamar Jackson's value being more apparent than ever over the course of the last few weeks. It's always this dumb guy thing. Like, you know, a guy that's not on the field, I, I wouldn't be paying him. Like, you idiot. Like, it's the exact opposite of that. He's... You're seeing how much more valuable Lamar Jackson is right now. What in the world are you talking about? So Chris Rose and I agree about that particular topic. All right. Um, it's an interesting question from John Little Rock. Do you have any insight on T.Y. Hilton, if the Ravens were interested in him or if he was interested in the Ravens? He might have been a better option than anything we have at wide receiver in Jackson or Watkins. You may have talked about this, but not sure. I definitely brought up, like, T.Y. in the... In the in the same way that, uh, who was it that was released this week? Was it uh, Washington, James Washington? Yeah, James Washington. I brought up T.Y. Hilton kind of in the same way. Like, I, you don't have anything. It's not a good option, but you don't have good options. I get that T.Y. Hilton made a, a really nice catch uh, a couple weeks ago. I don't know what he did this week because I, I didn't get to watch. Um, oh, no, I did watch. This was on, maybe this, they played Thursday night. Uh, I did yeah, watch that yeah,
13: game. So yeah, so a couple catches.
0: I don't know, man. What happened on Monday night is all of a sudden made me completely forget. Like, it feels like the Ravens game was five weeks ago i I, like it really does because it's like the world stopped on monday night when we were talking to brian billick earlier and i was bringing up the one i'm like that game only happened one day before this and yet it feels like an eternity ago it's very weird um yeah, you know, T.Y. Hilton's done some good things. And in the context of you didn't have anyone, why not? I absolutely would have been in favor. Now, it's the same thing I said about Odell Beckham. If I'm somebody in those shoes and there's a team that plays indoors in warm weather and I don't have to spend my December and January in... I know the, the irony of that being it's 60 degrees in Baltimore today... <laughs> I legitimately thought about leaving my house without even a light jacket. Like, legitimately, I, this is a straight shoot. I just happened to our friend Stevie Daniels from Channel Two. I follow her on Twitter. I happened to when I woke up this morning, because you know me, I I don't check the weather. I just figure out whatever the weather was yesterday, and I just sort of go with that. I happened to see her on like Twitter pop up, and she was like, "It's sixty degrees in Baltimore today." I'm like, "Holy! I'm wearing shorts, baby! <laughs> like, what are we doing?" I then thought better of it. Like I don't know where my day is going to take me, so I decided to bring a light jacket and put on pants anyway, but holy hell. That being said, I think she said that uh, by the weekend it's going to go back to yeah. being winter again. So you know, this, this is a, a mere flash in the pan. Point being, I understand why anybody else would say I'd rather be in Dallas than be in Baltimore when I have my choice. I, I'm going to say thing, the same thing about James Washington. The Ravens want to try to grab James Washington by all means. Try to grab James Washington. I don't think he's an answer of any sort, but I don't think you have any answers. So, why not? Like it it's that bad. You have no wide receivers. Do anything. Go ahead. It's not costing you something. There's no actual, you know, cost of doing something like this. Go for it. But to assume that it's going to make a difference. No. And I felt that way about TY Hilton. Like I didn't think it was going to make a difference, but Sure, you could have tried to go ahead and get T.Y. Hilton. I feel the exact same way. If if they had real football players, I wouldn't. But they don't. They don't have any wide receivers. Nothing. Their best wide receiver is a guy who's not good at holding on to the football. Do anything. There's no, Any name you throw out at me. We've been making the Terrell Owens jokes. And, like, yes, I know that that's a no, but is it? Are we certain that it's worse? I mean, come on, man. It's that bad. We're in the seventh circle of hell when it comes to the wide receiver position here. The answer is yes to anything that you throw out there. Just keep shuffling the deck chairs, man. Shuffle them and then shuffle them again and then shuffle them again after that. Shuffle all the deck chairs you can find. Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. My friend uh, Young Charles here was telling me that he's a big Glory Days Grill guy. He's a big fan. You know, Griffin and I love some Glory Days Grill, the twisted ribs and wings combo, the winter spinach salad, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites, the bourbon butter cake. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yes, it is. Glorydaysgrill.com is the website for you to get your order in. No offense to Rob. And I do. Look, I was a big Bateman's guy myself, but I actually prefer the wings at Glory Days Grill. The smoky thigh wings are everything. Everything. Again, GloryDaysGrill.com is the website for you to get your order in now. Joining us now, he is our friend Ken Zalas, He's going to help us make some picks for the week. What's going on, KZ? How are you, my friends? I'm good. How are you? All right. KZ, of course, avoided punishment last week with a sparkling four and four week in picks, which... I was just just behind um, Andrew Stecka had the best week. Andrew Stecka had the best week. And by the way, Andrew Stecka is not dead. He is not. No, he's not. Somehow, if he could have another good week, if he could make up about two games, it starts to get dicey when you get in the playoffs because there's only so many games, right? This is your last full week to try to, to get some points. It's not impossible. It's it's not no, no. it's not impossible for him to climb out of the 12 game hole that or the 6 game hole sorry that he currently finds himself in as he sits at 63 and 91 Kyle Ottenheimer 69 and 85 is 6 games in front of him. So we just wiped the uh, Bengals Bills game from the slate last week that's how we handled it we just treated it as an eight game week if there is some sort of update to that we will deal with it when it's appropriate. So With that in mind, we get into this week's picks. Uh, KZ, do you want to be involved in a side bet this week? No. Mm -hmm. That makes this kind of lame. This makes it kind of lame, if I'm being honest, because now it might just be back down to Griffin. Young Charles,
9: would you like to be involved in our picks? what 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 is it? So
0: as I pointed out, apparently our listeners, big Barmageddon fans, I don't no, know where this God. has it's come from.
9: Barmageddon, it's, again.
0: It's not just him and Bel-Air, but we got a follow-up from someone else who said, by the way, did you see, by the, if you bring up Barbageddon, the answer's always going to be no. Don't ask me if I saw.
9: I yeah, yeah, I've never see, seen it. I don't know. I did see an, ad, never for did to see an ad for yes, I I it. Well, you know I, see yeah, for I did see an ad for it. Yes, I watch professional wrestling
0: as well, Casey. You know I see ads Yeah, I
9: did see an ad for it.
0: Apparently, the next punishment was a pork and beans popsicle.
13: Ugh. I popsicle? mean, a
0: pork and beans popsicle. It's not hard to figure out. You put pork and beans on a popsicle holder, and you freeze them overnight, and then you go for
9: see, it. See, I'm not, I'm not against the punishment. My problem is that th- these picks this week, it's like, oh. it's like playing fantasy football. It's just unfair
0: because we have no idea. We don't even know who's playing. Ken, we've not been doing very well when we had an idea, sir. <laughs> like,
9: stop. Yeah, but it, but it makes
0: it even worse. You're seventy two and eighty two for the year, and you're telling me this week hey, is the problem. I like, thir- I'm yeah. like in third place. Definitely in third place. <laughs> you are. Um, sure, I'll, I'll be in. Yes. Very good, Charles. Would you like to jump in on this? Now, I need you to know that the answer can be no. It's okay for the answer to be. It's very important that you understand that you're allowed to say no. The we we got nine games to pick this week. You, I'm typically not a bad hang player. on, you got to talk in the microphone, if, if Charles. If ty- you're in, it. I'm typically not. Right, right a bad into the player. microphone, literally right on top of it. All right, t- typically, ahead.
7: I do really well with picks. So yes, I'll Ooh. be in. Oh, Ch- right.
0: young Charles is going right. to join us. So there's four of us in for our side bet this week. John Proctor, if you see this and you would like in as well, just let me know whenever you get the opportunity to say I'm in Eight. too. Yes. Did the
9: other, but did, I'm sorry, because I've been busy today. Did the, did the punishment from last week yes, happen Carson, already? Yes, Carson
0: paid it off yesterday. Uh, we thought how was would, How was that? Uh, the smell when he brought it in was, like, nearly made me gag. <laughs> like. Okay. Although, honestly, I thought the garlic juice alone, like, when he was messing around with that back in the kitchen, I could smell it right. here. And that alone, right. I actually thought was worse. Than the smell of the garlic juice and mouthwash combination, but it gotcha. he you know he did he did what he was supposed to do. It was over okay. quickly. That's the only part about this particular punishment. It was over quite quickly, and then it was just you know on with your day. However, he is he has begged out of <laughs> participating. Uh, oh, young, okay. young Carson, after losing multiple times, said. I don't want to do it again this week and asked out of participating in this week's picks contest. So he's off the table, but Charles is in this week. We got nine games to pick picks are brought to you this week. Uh, or just a reminder this week, that gambling can be fun (laughs) unless of course there's a, unless of course there's a pork and beans popsicle, then it's not fun whatsoever gambling can be fun but you should set a limit and stay within it remember if you or loved one has a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services all right uh nine games that's the side bet for this week we come into this week i have no idea The, the chart is all sorts of goofy all right now it's been fixed uh we come into this week i am tied with john proctor atop the table 75 and 79 just a bang up job first place for the year 75 and 79 Ken Zales is three games behind us. Paul Valley is four games. Griffin is five games. Kyle Ottenheimer, vice worm, six games back. Andrew Steka, it's not good, but he's not dead yet. Not dead yet, 12 games behind. The season-long punishment, of course, at the top of the table, playing for a little bit of cash at the bottom of the table. We don't want to have to be the one that's got to come in here. Eat a worm burger, dresses the worm Dennis Rodman. Perform the legendary Scotty Two Hottie Worm and then get stink-faced, r- stink-faced Rikishi style. That is what is at stake. Yeah, yeah, Charles, that's what we're doing <laughs> for the season. I didn't think about that yeah, one. Yeah, not fun,
13: not fun.
0: All right, so that's uh, that's what's going on. We begin, do you want to begin with the college pick yeah, this week? Yeah, I guess All we'll,
13: right. I mean, that's what we always do. So, yeah, we'll start with the national championship. It's at SoFi Stadium uh, in in L.A. in Englewood. Uh The Horned Frogs taking on the Bulldogs uh 7:30 on Monday nights.
0: I look, I think TCU's an incredible story. I I really do. Um I it seems like a national championship game that has a two touchdown line, you should just take the dog, right? Like they they're in the national championship game. How can they be two dog underdogs or two da- two touchdown underdogs? But it just feels like the matchup is very unique here. And what I saw TCU do to have success against Michigan, I know that Georgia's defense is not as good as last year's was. I understand that. But what TCU did in getting Dugan out and keeping plays alive in order to get Johnson on the corners and then take advantage of the space, I just don't see them being able to do the same (laughs) thing against Georgia. I think this game is a blowout. I think Georgia wins handily. I'm taking the Bulldogs um and not the underdogs in the title game. KZ It's pretty bold. That's pretty well. What's the, what's the line? Twelve and a half.
9: and a half. So I I I'm with you. I want to take TCU so badly here just because I think they're scrappy and I like that they they do have a an offense that come back but i said it last week and even though i was wrong i don't care i'm
0: not going down picking against georgia well you're going down and picking I, with georgia instead which is not
8: <laughs>
9: well but that's fine but but what i'm saying is i'm not i'm not going to take tcu just because it's a nice story and things like that and you know i i kind of put Georgia up with the alabama thing it's like it's dumb to most weeks to ever pick against Alabama. It's probably just as dumb most weeks to pick against Georgia, so I'll take Georgia. All
13: right, Griffin? Uh, Yeah, I feel the same way. I think everybody, I think most of the public is on TCU, um, and I I, I agree with you. I also think it just doesn't seem like this game should be all that close, and I think Georgia, you know, back-to-back national champions, and they cover, so I'll take the Bulldogs as well. Charles? I want to um, make it
0: very clear to everyone involved cuz Charles is still a college athlete technically I think. He's not betting any cash. Not at not a dime involved. Not making with this. Any money on this. Not even remotely.
7: Go ahead. Um I haven't seen Stetson Bennett play a bad game on TV. Mm. Um I'm going to keep going with that.
0: All right. Georgia. Uh, yeah, of course TCU got, got the advantage of like three turnovers last week and so that I don't I don't I'm with you I don't know that I see I don't think I see that coming It helps to be a 30 year old playing college football It does There's a that benefit Helps a lot, to yeah. that. Uh, what about the rest of the boys? Uh,
13: all right, so Ken, uh, Kyle joins myself and Glenn on Georgia. So on TCU is Paul, John, and Andrew Stecka. Very on interesting. Yeah. It's good news for us. You yeah. don't want to be on.
0: The, I'm Yeah, look, I like that. I'm I like te- that. i <laughs> teach you something, Charles. When you don't ever want to hear that you made the same pick as Andrew Stecka, <laughs> it's very bad news. 63 and 91 for the year. You don't. That's. It makes us all very unhappy when we find out. Although again, we should have picked every game with Andrew Stecka last week because he went six yeah. and two.
13: Next. Uh, to Saturday, Saturday afternoon at 4.30 on ESPN and ABC, part of their Saturday doubleheader. The Chiefs are going to Vegas to play the Raiders, and the Chiefs are nine-and-a-half-point favorites.
0: This is awkward, right? Like, this is awkward because the obvious thing is the Chiefs appear now to be in a situation where they win and they get the bye, right? Like, based on our belief that they're not going to make up the Bills-Bengals game. So the Chiefs would have a lot to play for and the Raiders wouldn't have anything to play for. But the Raiders didn't have anything to play for last week and they came out to play against the 49ers. And then there's the other thing, which is the Chiefs almost never cover big spreads. So how do you measure all of that? I'm not going to do it this week. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I... Like
9: I, who, who, what Stidham is this? The quarterback again? Look, he looked pretty good. He looked he looked good, and we but against we've a, seen this against everyone. a
0: much better defense.
9: It was it was, and I, I just too much to play for. Who knows what what the NFL is going to ultimately do? But it does look like this is for the for the um, number one seed. I, I I don't like the number, but I'll take the Chiefs.
13: Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs, too. I mean, we, we keep saying that they never cover, but I feel like every time I've picked against them, I, I just haven't been able to pick Chiefs games right. Um, but this feels like a letdown spot for the Raiders, too. Like, they played really well last week, and I just don't think Stidham is that good of a quarterback, nor do they have that good of a team. So I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover as well.
7: All right, Charles? I'll take the Chiefs as well. I feel like last week, uh, Vegas, it was kind of one of those games. Uh, 49ers came in, kind of kicked them out of the bay to begin with. <laughs> seen all the okay. seen all the 49ers fans in the stadium and we're like we'll play a little harder this week but you know like big decisions like changing coaches changing quarterbacks that kind of motivation only ha- happens for a week okay two all so right i'll all take right. the chiefs all right
13: So the we should point
0: out Charles is a football player too, by the way. So he might might you know X's and O's know a little bit more than we do. Maybe I should just be tailing him. Correct.
13: Uh, The four of us are on the Chiefs. Everybody else uh, on the Raiders. So Steca, Kyle, uh, John, Mm. and Paul. Look, I get it. The The Chiefs
0: don't cover big numbers, except against the Seahawks. It wasn't quite as big, but it's the only bigger number, like more than a touchdown they've covered. I think all season.
13: Did they cover against the Jags or no? Or that was the Jags pushed? No, I don't remember. I don't remember. Move forward. Uh, so, uh, also on Saturday, uh, right afterwards at 8.15, Titans taking on the Jags, the AFC South title game, and the uh, Jags are favored by six.
0: Are we confirmed that Josh Dobbs is playing? Who's, I believe do we know? so. I believe
13: Dobbs is. the, Or, yeah, yeah, it's Dobbs.
0: <sighs> and he actually looked kind of good, but uh, this is way just too much. I, I feel very strongly about the Jaguars. Give me the Jaguars.
9: Yeah, I uh, th- you stop, you stop, Henry. It, it's over. They they just crushed this team uh, last week um, or a couple weeks ago. I, I, I just the Jags are playing good football. I'll take the Jags.
13: Um, that's kind of how I was thinking too, but I, it just feels like a weird spot. I don't think I fully trust the Jags yet. And it's Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel as an underdog, and I am just I am gonna take the Titans because okay. getting points, why not? I get it, I get it.
0: It's six points we're
7: talking about, Charles. I think this could be the game uh, Malik Willis steals Trevor Lawrence's sign, and I'm going to take uh, Mike Vrabel as well in his experience. Wait, wait, that but I thought, they w- I thought
0: they were playing Dobbs.
7: I thought that was the deal. It's not the Titans? Yeah, I, th- I thought the Titans were playing Dobbs yeah. on Saturday night. They're playing um,
0: Dobbs. They announced Dobbs
7: yeah. as
0: a starter. So um, he would have to first steal Malik Willis's, or first have to steal Josh Dobbs' shine, then he would have to steal Trevor Lawrence's shine. In order so then to do I off. take
7: the Jags youth over Mike Vrabel? I don't think I'm going to take that as well. So I'm going to take the Titans. All right. All right. All right. All Charles right. also
13: on the Titans. Uh, all right. I'm on the Titans. Charles on the Titans. And then Kyle and Andrew Stecko on the Titans. Mm. Everybody else got is on bad, bad news.
0: I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going really well for you right up until that
13: moment. Uh, John, Paul, Ken, and Glenn on the Jags. Right. Uh, now to... Uh, this is, in my opinion, the toughest game to pick. At least that I had the toughest uh, time picking. Browns at the Steelers, 1 o'clock on Sunday. The Steelers are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh,
0: I don't think this is that difficult.
13: Two-and-a-half points?
0: I, I, I know the Browns played well last week. Like, I understand that. But they're also the team that lost at home to the Saints two weeks ago. The Steelers, while maybe not overly impressive are running the ball, stopping the run, which we know the Browns are going to want to do. And while I'm still not overly sold on Kenny Pickett, like you can't deny that that kid has moxie and that has handled himself in big moments. And with it only being two and a half Pittsburgh.
9: Yeah, I feel the same way. It's only two and a half. Um, Pittsburgh's playing well. I mean, they got a shot at the playoffs. They have everything to play for. Uh, Cleveland's just playing out the string. Uh, looked good last week, but actually looked good against a really bad football team. So, uh, and the Steelers are not a bad football team right now. So, uh, I'll I'll take Pittsburgh.
13: So the stat I saw was since 1990, teams that are eliminated playing a team that has to win to try to get to the playoffs, they cover at a 60% rate.
0: I'm going to guess most of them weren't two-and-a-half point dogs. Yeah, I, well, yeah,
13: but still, it, it's it's like the angle, because the angle is that the Browns, like I think the Browns have played a little bit better, especially at the Last second Last week half. they played Last, better. Yeah. They did not play better two weeks ago. Steelers are playing tight, but it's still also, you know, Mike Tomlin is... Going is going for that winning season, and yeah, I mean two and a half is a low number, so I don't feel good about it. But I'm going to take the Steelers as well. All
7: right, Charles. Yeah, he just mentioned it. Um, those players know they're playing for that uh, winning record, and it uh, seems to matter to them. Point. Like it
0: really weirdly seems. Oh, it's going to matter to them. Yeah, like it matters.
7: They respect Tomlin that much, so mm-hmm. I think they're going to win big against the Browns. It is a clean
13: sweep, Ooh, all of us, everyone, on the Steelers. Everyone, yeah. on the we Steelers. have a sheep slaughter about, here. How coming. How about
0: that? How about? Yeah, it feels like <laughs> that was a bad decision then on our part.
13: Uh, <laughs> to the four o'clock window, the Giants at the Eagles. Uh, Eagles playing for a one seed. Giants resting. Up, everybody presumably holding, they, presumed, they haven't yeah. like
0: confirmed that, but obviously based on the
13: line, the assumption is mm-hmm. that's what they're and doing because they can't move from the six seed. But yeah, fourteen points uh, as the Eagles favorite. As the Eagles are favored by.
0: This is very difficult. We're we're making two assumptions. The first assumption is that Jalen Hurts is playing, right? Uh, He was limited in practice yesterday, so, you know, we're we're making an assumption there. The second assumption, obviously, being that the Giants aren't playing. Even in those circumstances, like, there's this weird bit where if you get comfortably ahead late in the game, you still might choose to kind of rest some guys, and that can screw— 14 points is just such a massive number. It's just so big, but I don't know I'm just I, I feel like all I'm doing this week is riding with teams that have a chance that I feel just give me the Eagles
9: Hold on I, I gotta find a coin. Where's the coin
0: I oh, mean it's so difficult. difficult. it's 14, 14 points that we're talking about
13: like, uh,
9: f- Philly because I guess I guess the alternative for the Giants is Tyrod
0: is that right um, I, I, a lot of teams try to go with like their third quarterback in these circumstances cuz you don't want to yeah, get back up either. I don't I'm not
9: convinced that that Hurts is playing number 1 um but I, who knows it, it we don't know who's playing I'll take Philly I think they're the better football team so I'll take Philly Uh
13: yeah I'm going to take Philly too um yeah better team I think they they want that one seed um so I like I like the Eagles
7: uh, the games in Philly, they kind of got embarrassed losing the Saints last week at home, um, so I'll take Philly as well. It's just such a
0: big no- – Like we're, the number is just so yeah, it's, staggering. It's, right? like, it's staggering, it's this
7: number. Uh, By the way,
0: they don't have a third quarterback on their roster for what it's worth, so presumably it would have to be
13: Tyrod. Ken, you said Eagles, right? Yes. Okay, so They, do, the have, they do have
0: Davis Webb on the practice squad. I guess there they can go. play
13: Davis Webb. Big, oh. big Davis Webb game. Yes, correct. Uh, Proctor and Stecka on the Giants. Those are the only two. I,
0: I, but you know what? I don't even think that's crazy. It's 14 points that we're talking about. Like, that's nuts. A goofy, anything goofy. They could be up by 20 late and Davis Webb throws a deflected ball. You know what I mean? Like it. 14 points is just crazy, man. I I get it. Go ahead. Uh, By the way, picks are also brought to you this week by PressBoxOnline.com slash offers where there are plenty of great offers available for you for signing up for sports betting, including $200 in free bets from DraftKings after you place your first $5 bet or $1,000 in risk-free bets from BetMGM. Time is limited. Take advantage of these offers. Pressboxonline.com slash
13: offers. Uh, staying in the NFC East, uh, the Cowboys at the Commanders, also at 425. This one's on Fox, and the Commanders are seven-point underdogs at home. Well, they the announced this morning that they're playing Sam Howell. Yes, um, Sam Howell.
0: It's just so weird, right? Like, it's it's a weird spot because there is some world in which that guy thinks this is his only ever opportunity to do something, and – Plays like a million bucks, but it's Washington and I'm Dallas. We believe is going to have something to play for because the, I, it's hard for the Like if they look up and like at halftime and Philly is up
13: forty eight to zero,
0: then yes, they might pull all of their guys in the second half. But and by the way, we all just picked Philly to cover a fourteen point spread, so maybe they like maybe that's relevant here. Um, but that's the only way that they could pull guys in this game is if they know that Philadelphia is comfortably like, and not just two touchdowns ahead, like five touchdowns ahead. So with Dallas having something to play for, I think we all, I mean, I think Dallas has to be the pick.
9: I want to pick, I really wanted to pick Washington here because I think Sam Howell was QB one coming out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know, and I know I was in the minority, but I thought he was the best quarterback coming out last year. Uh, It's just so hard because of the Dallas thing. Like, do you have something to play for? And how long do your starters play? You're obviously the better team. Washington's in disarray. But then Glenn made the best point. What if this is the one chance? And what if this changes the fact that Washington decides not to take another quarterback next year after they move on from the thousands of quarterbacks that they already have? But I'm still going to take Dallas because they have something to play for.
13: Yeah, pretty simple. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys as well.
7: I'm going to take the Cowboys as well. I love Ron Rivera, but there's just so much going on. with just in the quarterback situation alone. You don't want to support Major
13: Tutty? Oh,
7: yeah, right? That guy. Oh, my God. That guy
0: won't last as long as the gobbledygooker. No. <laughs> yeah, poor not major even, t- not t- even as
7: long as the Sean Taylor statue, but Oh, is that still up? Yeah, that's still up, but Oh. that'll get down at the end of the season. I would like to
0: hope that maybe they think about that again. <laughs> maybe they reconsider the possibility of what they're doing there. Jesus.
1: Quite a marketing
9: program over
0: there. Yeah, they do run things quite well. <laughs> what about everybody else?
13: Uh it's a clean sweep. Everybody is on Dallas. Understandable. Yeah. Oh, Understandable. Good. This
0: is this is fun this week.
9: Yeah.
13: yeah,
0: it's a weird week. I think by the way, I'm pretty sure yeah. Charles and I picked every game the exact same way there
9: so far. I'm I'm pretty sure you and I did too. Oh boy. Well so that, far. We
0: could we could all be enjoying a delicious pork and beans popsicle next week.
13: Chargers at the Broncos. The Broncos are two and a half point underdogs at home. The Chargers, I guess, they win and they get the five seed. Yeah,
0: why is, is it only thing? two and a half? Is the the, the thing that stands out. Like mm-hmm. I get okay. The first thing is that obviously Denver played better last week against Kansas City. So that's the first thing that stands out. Um two and a half. I you have to take the Chargers. Like I I guess the only thing I always come back to this. Is there some world where the Chargers don't really care about the five seed and they're prioritizing health for the playoffs over avoiding the Bengals? And I talked about this yesterday. If I were a coach, the five versus the six, as much as everybody else is talking about the difference between the top three teams and facing one, if it's Jacksonville, I think I I am buying into Jacksonville. Like I think that's a tough game. I think assuming it's just definitely a better option, I get it. The comparison you're making, but I think that's tough too. Um, The step beyond that being, if you're going to do anything in the playoffs, you have to beat the good teams at some point. I would value personally keeping my players healthy and not risking injury over which team I'm traveling on the road to face in week one. That's me. So I guess there is some thought that maybe Brandon Staley feels the same way. Right, that he wakes up on Sunday morning and says, guys, we just don't care about the five seed the way that you guys care about the five seed. We care about making sure that Justin Herbert, who I'm not sure if you've heard, his ribs are jello. We care more about him being healthy to play in the playoffs than we care about this. But until we know that, I feel like you have to pick the Chargers. So, Chargers. Yeah, Uh
9: I I tend to think that they
13: what's the what's the spread? Two and a half points for for uh, no. Chargers are favored by two so, and a half
9: points. Yeah, so it's not, I, I'll take the Chargers. I I think if it was three and a half, I may have I may have gone the other way here because I just don't think that they care too much about what seed they are um, and they play a half. So. Um, but I'll, I'll stick with the Chargers because it's only two and
13: a half. This one was also kind of weird, for me at least, because I think it kind of feeds into that, you know, Broncos are eliminated, but the Chargers have s- kind of something to play but for. I, actually and, think, and it, and I also think well, the
0: Charles' point earlier about like the, the thing that you get from firing a coach mm-hmm. tends to yeah. last for like a week. And they got that last week. They got whatever, whatever bump they were going to get. I mean, the idea that Jerry the, Rossberg is so brilliant <laughs> that he's going to have them, you know what I mean? Like
13: I, 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 The scenarios, I guess, are so they see the result of the Ravens game. The Ravens lose, so they're locked into the five seed. Maybe they, they rest guys. Oh, I didn't even think about and that then, part of it. Or, not or the playing. Ravens win, and then there's a lot of pressure on them, and they're like, oh, God, we do not want no, to go to Buffalo since The
0: part where they're not, pl- I think that first part is really relevant because yeah. I think most of us are going to pick against the Ravens. And so the part where they already have the five seed before the game kicks off, that is even more relevant in the scenario where they don't care about it. Yeah. Man, I didn't think about that at all.
13: So uh Crap. but but it's coming down to cuz I, I look at it kind of similar to that uh Cleveland line and I trust uh the Steelers a lot more in January than I do the Chargers. So I'm taking the Broncos. I I'm hear taking you. the Broncos. I hear you. That 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 <laughs> second
0: part of it that you just brought up is
13: very relevant to me. Like it's
0: extraordinarily relevant. The idea that the Ravens lose and then they're just like, what are we doing? We don't need to play our guys at all. Yes, Charles.
7: Um I'm all I'm all along the same uh thought process is Griffin over here. Damn it. Um, yeah. I really should have thought this who, who through Who would I trust more? Morris, uh, the Pittsburgh or uh, the Chargers? I would trust Pittsburgh more. And um, is Russ Bound to not have at least one good game this year? I think wow. this might be the game where he throws four, five touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know about that. Six, <laughs> seven maybe? <laughs> I don't he know. He hasn't done it yet this year. I mean, uh, Is you. he that? Is he like that
13: washed, that Ooh, over? He might have one like good it. game. Jay knows what to say. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but yeah. All right. All right, Broncos. So me and uh, Charles on the Broncos. Everybody else is on the Chargers. I, I'm actually going to tip my cap to you. I,
0: <laughs> after thinking this through a little bit more and knowing how I'm, I'm giving away how I'm going to pick for the Ravens game. Like, I think you're onto something, man. Yes, I think you're onto something. Sunday Night
13: Football. Uh, the Lions and Packers. We don't know if they're going to be playing for something, or I guess the Lions could be eliminated by now, or th- could they both? If the Seahawks no, win, if the, no. No,
0: it doesn't. The Seahawks are relevant. The Packers win and they're in. Okay. Like, it's weird because the Seahawks currently hold the seventh spot if you look at the playoffs, but it's the Packers who control their destiny. That's the reason why this is the Sunday night game. The Packers win and they're in. The Lions would need the Seahawks to to lose lose in order for them to get in.
13: Um, Lion is Packers' favorite by four and a half. It's at Lambeau, Sunday night football. I mean, I keep talking about how inevitable they are, Packers.
0: I mean, I, I don't even think they're that good. I, I really don't. I've not been, like, blown away by them. There's been a lot of fluky things. Miami decides they want to let uh, Tua Tungvaloa die on a football field. Um, last week, it's a kick return, an interception return for a touchdown, and all of a sudden, th- you know, the game's out of hand, and Kirk Cousins is doing dumb things. They're, they're not even, like, it's not vintage Packers by any ma- stretch of the imagination. They're just so goddamn inevitable at this point. They're Thanos Packers. And it's inevitable they're going to lose to the 49ers. The playoffs.
9: Yeah, um, I'm going to take the Packers here. I, I mean, the, Detroit's been a really nice story, and I kind of wish this game was reversed and it was in Detroit. It would be more interesting to me. Yes. But uh, night game in Lambeau, golf has played so, so on the road. Um, he's been lights out at home. Um, so I, I'll just stick with the Packers. They're. It, it. I agree with the client. It just seems like they're just
7: destined to do this at this point.
13: I'm in agreement as well. Packers, just, yeah.
7: Charles? Hate to say it as a Vikings fan. Why are um, you a Vikings fan? I'm from Minnesota. I did not know that. Yeah. How about um, that? But, yeah, final drive, Mason Crosby, game-winning field goal. They went by three. So well, does that mean – that would yeah, mean that the, the Lions. Yeah, if you're picking them to win by three, so, then, then you're yeah. picking the Lions. All right. So I'll pick the Lions, but it's sadly going to be a Packers. Mm. Game. All right. That's
0: interesting. Yeah. Picking picking the Lions.
13: Uh, Charles on the Lions, All on the Lions as well as John, Kyle, and Andrew Stetka. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Now what what might I do in this game? I don't know. <laughs>
13: oh. Bengals at Ravens. Uh, Bengals favorite by seven. The on- or I said Bengals at Ravens. It's Ravens at Yeah, Ravens, Ravens at, Bengals.
0: at Bengals. This is the only part that's interesting, is the seven-point part, just because if the Ravens, for whatever reason, try, like they're not a team that has been losing significantly. I just don't see them trying all that much in this one. I I know we talk about the five seed, but I think of all teams, the Ravens is the team that's got to look around and be like, dude, no, what are we doing? Putting Calais Campbell back out on the field this week for – for what? For 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 what? Maybe for special teams plays, block a field goal. Even if they win, they imagine going to the effort of trying to win, and then having to like face Cincinnati again the next week anyway. I I don't see it um, because I don't think the Ravens are going to try Bengals. I
9: think the Ravens are going to try, and I'll still take the Bengals.
0: Okay. <laughs>
9: okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, agree. I, I mean.
0: Let me, let me be fair. I think the players that play are going to try. I'm saying,
9: I, yeah, no, and, and no, I know, I know what there's, you're meaning. There is there is a there is a
0: limit to what the Ravens can do as far as sitting players is concerned. They can't sit their quarterback. He's not available, right? Like,
9: well, they can't, well, but I would feel better. I would feel better about them, honestly, if they said to if they announced today that Anthony Brown was starting. I I, I, I know it won't make a hill of beans difference. Yeah. But I've seen enough of of Huntley. I get it. But, uh, again, I I've just, just seen enough. I, I I I love the kid. But there are reasons guys are undrafted free agents, and yes, sometimes they turn into superstars and things like that. The kid can't throw downfield. I'm sorry. It's just not that there's anybody to throw to downfield, but. Anything that's well, more than 15 yards, it just
0: flutters. I'm, I'm with you. you. You do realize, though, that like Anthony Brown was also an undrafted
8: quarterback.
9: I, I, under, I understand. So so give me the guy that has the stronger arm. That's all I'm saying.
0: All
5: right. I, I just, all right. I, I don't know. I would feel better about it.
0: If, if they're at all worried about Lamar Jackson's availability for the playoffs, it wouldn't surprise me if they play Anthony Brown on Sunday. But not because they want him to win the job, because
13: they have seemed convinced that Tyler Huntley is still the better option of the two. You, Go think, ahead. you think it would create some controversy if like they, I, I think this is going to look like that game from last year in December, where the I think the Ravens are going to blow it out as well. Um, but w- but what if they score like seventeen points, which is the most that they would have scored in the last <laughs> right, right, year. I then know. The, yeah.
9: <laughs> it depends when they score them. Right. <laughs> uh,
13: yeah, I'm thinking that. I think this is the first game all year I've gone against the Ravens and Bengals. Yeah,
7: Charles. Um, Bengals as well Um, Like you guys Talked about Ravens They kind of Settled in their Their seed Uh, Bengals still have A little bit to Play for Given that they Did have a game Taken away from Them uh, Given the Circumstances So I think They'll come out Just a little more Fired up
13: Uh, Only two people Willing to take The Ravens Paul and John Proctor I mean
0: It's seven points Like it is seven Points That's the thing You got to keep Coming back to It's seven points And all sorts of Goofy things can Happen when the Number is that Big All right, very good, Kenzalis. Appreciate you, sir. Would you be able to join us in studio next Thursday if you're a loser?
9: (laughs) What's next Thursday? Hold on, let me look. Next Thursday
0: would be the twelfth.
9: Would be the date for that. No, I know. I got. I
0: gotta.
9: I gotta. I gotta look to see. You know, I have a real job. Um, Do you? Yeah, I can probably. Do you? I can. I. I kind. I kind of do. Uh, Especially in the month of January. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't know
0: January is particularly significant. I didn't realize
9: you know, that. you come, you come, you come back from break, and you know it's probably the all busiest all month right. of a high school season.
0: Um, yeah, I can, okay. I can probably make all that right. work. Very good. Appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you then. All right. Okay. Take care, guys. It's Ken Zalis. He joins us for picks every week. Picks were also brought to you today. By, ooh, how about this one by the all new Ginsu Kamado Grill, the perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for smoking, grilling, searing, baking, all kinds of food. GinsuGrills.com, use the code TAILGATE. Save $100 when you do. All right, we got Tidbit, Tubular, and Weekend at Bookies all coming up as we continue along a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Baltimore County Police Department. Find out more at joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. Must be a United States citizen, have a valid driver's license, and a
5: high school diploma or GED equivalent. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today.
3: It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a t-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit unBCretrievers.com slash Kids Club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, UMBCRetrievers.com slash Kids Club.
2: The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our annual best-of issue. On the cover, we recognize Orioles catcher Adelaide Rutschman as our 2022 Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and he sits down with us to discuss how his arrival in Baltimore was simultaneous with the birds' turnaround. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of the year throughout the local sports scene. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com.
5: Tailgate. That's GinsuGrills.com. Reserve yours today. Join Glenn at Halftime of Every Ravens Game for the Project Game Day Halftime Show. At facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. We apologize in advance. There's not much we can do about his face. Uh, this was
0: an update that the Buffalo Bills sent out this morning, and I meant to share it earlier. I apologize. Per the physicians caring for Damar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, Damar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support we have received. I think there was still some nervousness uh, 24 hours ago about whether or not the the Bills would be, even be up for playing a football game this weekend. Um, is there a schedule to play the Patriots? and. I think the amount of good news that's come in on DeMar Hamlin has gone a long way for them to be willing to get back out on the field. It's still a bit. We, for example, that's a significant game this weekend, right? Like the Patriots, it's a win and they're in. The Bills, who knows? I mean, like I don't, I don't know what it means for the Bills at this point. Um, but it's still relevant. It's still a relevant football game. Griffin and I decided we weren't going to include it in uh, picks this weekend just because it's just so. It's so impossibly unfair to talk about where the Bills are emotionally going into a game like that that we just said, we don't even want to have that conversation. We're going to leave it out altogether when it comes to picks. But obviously, uh, good news, and you hope for continued good news with DeMar Hamlin. All right. Um, Hey, if you have not picked up the print issue of PressBox, don't know what it is that you're waiting for, on the cover is Adley Rutchman, our Mogaba Sports Person of the Year. It is our annual Best Of issue. It's available right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find it. Read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. I've been meaning to, uh, one of the things I wanted to do was to take every day and kind of highlight one of the various Best Ofs in there. Um, how, about, how about this one? Best Perseverance. Do you remember this story from last summer? Former Maryland third baseman Jose Quas was working for FedEx in 2018. In May 2022, he was making his major league debut with the Kansas City Royals as a pitcher. You know, that old story. Jose Quas converted to a sidearm delivery as he trained while also delivering packages and was eventually signed by the Royals in 2021. He finished the season 4-2 with a 3.58 ERA in 47 appearances. That's the type of thing. A lot of these things you'll remember and just want to celebrate. Some of these things you've forgotten during the course of the 12 months. That's the idea of the Best of 2022 issue, which is available right now. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit brought to you by... UMBC Basketball. Tonight, UMBC back in action at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Check out the Retrievers as they take on Albany, 7 o'clock. Get your tickets at UMBCRetrievers.com. Experience game day at the peak, and then the women are at home Saturday night against Bryant. Again, you can get your tickets at UMBCRetrievers.com. What you got?
13: Uh, This one's a little bit old, but on Monday Night Football two weeks ago, uh, Austin Eckler had two rushing touchdowns, and he joined one other player as the only players in NFL history to have consecutive seasons of ten rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns. Uh, And he also is now on a list of
0: this is by the way, this is a bigger deal. Okay. I did not see this. Thank you, Brian Powell. Apparently, CNN reported this morning, DeMar Hamlin's agent Rob Butler told CNN the injured Buffalo Bills player is awake and has been holding hands with family in the hospital. Wow.
13: That is. Yeah.
0: I don't know. That one kind of hit me, man. Like that. That hit me. Wow. That is that is a big deal sorry i apologize no you're uh
13: no you're good you're good um so but he does also join a list of uh running backs that have uh, a a list of 18 running backs that have scored 10 rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns in a season um so obviously that's a long list i guess uh can you name the mo the 10 most recent to do it Say the numbers one more time. Ten rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns in a season. Eckler just did it back-to-back. The ten most recent Who yes. have done that. Yes. I'm trying to think of how far we go back. Do we go back
0: as far as Marshall Falk, for example?
13: Yes, we do, and he is also the only other one to do it in consecutive seasons in 2000 and 2001. Um, that's always
0: my stock answer whenever it's rushing and receiving. It's always going to start with Marshall Falk. Uh, Chris
13: Johnson. Uh, not Chris Johnson. You can go ahead, Charles. You're allowed to absolutely.
7: Uh, Curtis Martin.
13: Not Curtis Martin. Hmm. Is that because of time or because he didn't do it? Because he didn't do it. Did not do it. Okay. Um, Kamara. Yes, Alvin Kamara did it in 2020. McCaffrey. Not Christian McCaffrey. He is not on this list. Only other one I can think of is Tomlinson. Not LT. Not really? really? No. That's
0: also surprising.
13: Um. Thinking running backs with ten rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns. Uh,
0: I know, I know what we're trying to. I'm trying to fill
13: some air here for you. while you think. (laughs) (sighs) Maurice Jones-Drew, not MJD. Ray Rice, not Ray Rice. There is a Raven, though. There is a Raven. There's a Raven. Very recent. Oh, uh, McGahee, not Will. Justin Forsett, not Justin Forsett. Even more recent. Oh wow! With five. There's a Raven more yeah. recently... Oh, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Not Le'Veon Bell. Well, he didn't do it with the Ravens, for sure. He is not on... Le'Veon Bell is not on the list. Um,
0: There's a Raven more recently, Justin Forsett, that had five receiving touchdowns.
13: Yeah, very surprising. Give it a year. Very surprising. The, uh, okay. Mark Ingram? Mark Ingram did it. I don't remember 2019. That at all. He had a great
0: season. I know he did, <laughs> but I just don't remember him five receiving touchdowns. Jeez.
13: Um... Jamal Charles. Yes, Jamal Charles, 2013. Matt Forte. Not Forte. Arian Foster. Not Foster.
0: All right, you're going to have to start giving, pointing
13: us in directions. All right, because this guy we'll did it in 2017 with a West Coast team. With a
0: West Coast team. 2017 with a West Coast
13: team. And now he is now out of the league. He's now out of the. Oh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, yes. I didn't know that. I, I mean, I. I Sure. With the Rams. Okay. Um, let's see. Then we had one in two thousand three, one in two thousand, the same year that Marshall Falk did it. Sure. Just no problem. Corey Dillon. <laughs> Not Corey Dillon. Two thousand. Uh, Edrin James. Edron James with the Colts in two thousand, and then I'll just uh, do, do, get the guy into in two in thousand three, and then we can, and I'll give you and I'll give you the rest. <laughs>
0: sure. Oh, it's
13: just easy then. You got it. Clinton Portis. Not Clinton Portis. He was with the Packers. Amon Green. Amon Green. Yes, Amon Green did this, and then also. Uh, yeah, and what was the year for the other one? Uh, that that was among, he was the last yeah. one I was gonna ask. Oh, when well, you? you said I, I, 10, I well, I was cutting. I was them off because they're they're, oh, okay, they're a little. All right, tough, go ahead. In '89 it was Dalton Hilliard, Marcus Allen in 1984. Well, okay,
0: Marcus Allen's pretty famous. Probably well. could have gotten there
13: eventually. Wendell Taylor in 1981. O.J. Nope. Simpson in 1975, along with Chuck Foreman, Gail Sayers, Abner Haynes, and Jim Brown. This is more than ten. Oh I, well, I'm giving you the whole full list. Oh for God's sakes! And Jim Brown was the final the By first way, one.
0: I'm not even kidding about this. There, they, they announced the Hall of Fame finalists last night, and there was somebody on the list I did not know at all. Like, and were, it's not fair. I I knew him, but like I couldn't. I was like Hall of Fame, Albert Lewis, Albert Lewis, yes, okay. former Chiefs and Raiders cornerback is a finalist for Hall of Fame induction, and I have never seen Albert Lewis's name in the conversation of the Hall of Fame. Like, ever. I'm so befuddled by the inclusion of Albert Lewis on this list. and recent, too. What do you mean?
7: Pretty recent, eighties, nineties. I was thinking it was. going to Well, be like, like I've one heard Albert Lewis's name before. They had to bring back into the ballot. No,
0: this is a, this is on the same group as everybody else. This isn't like a, a committee thing where they try to get somebody on. He is on the same list as Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, and Dwight Freeney, and Devin Hester, Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, Demarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis, and Darren, Darren Woodson. I, Albert Lewis is a finalist for the Hall of Fame. Sure. Sure. I, no luck. offense. Good luck. I'm sure he's more deserving than Anquan Bolden and Steve Smith. I'm sure, though, and Fred Taylor, who also didn't make the finalists. I'm sure that's the case. Very weird bit. Tubular is brought to you today by uh, the Stan the Fan Variety Hour, which will return. That is a promise. Um, Stan's been dealing with some family stuff this week. Had uh, someone in his family pass away. We're thinking about Stan. He will be back with us tomorrow morning, by the way, here on GCR. But um, Stan will be back with his normal shows, I believe, next week is when that will start again. Uh, Here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular-wise. Maryland basketball travels to Rutgers, take on Cam Spencer, and the red-hot Scarlet Knights who just knocked off Purdue. So great, exactly (laughs) what Maryland needs right after getting their asses handed to them by Michigan on Sunday. Big Ten Network tonight at 6.30 for that one. CBS Sports Network, Towson's on TV tonight as they host Rexel at 7 o'clock. ESPN Plus, Armies at Loyola at 7, Albany, UMBC, we're just talking about that, at 7. Big Ten Hoops and then on FS1, Purdue, Ohio State at 7, Indiana, Iowa at 9. Everything else college basketball-wise, go to glennclarkradio.com. ESPN's got Capitals Blue Jackets at 7, TNT, Celtics, Mavs at 7.30, Clippers Nuggets at 10. The golf season gets underway today because, sure, why not? The PGA Tournament of Champions, round one at 6 o'clock on the Golf Channel from Hawaii. Uh, non-sports wise uh, of
13: course season 8 premieres of Battle, BattleBots on Discovery that's right starring yeah. Chris Rose uh, Michael is gonna be on Celebrity Jeopardy on ABC
0: you were not going to include that if Chris Rose wasn't on the show to I, well
13: I guess I wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a highlight okay okay <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, there's not a whole lot of highlights actually tonight uh, Let's see, Jordan Peele will be on Seth Meyers Laura Dern's going to be on Jimmy Kimmel I do love Laura Dern, I'm I not going to yeah. lie, I love Laura Dern uh, and those, Didn't she like
0: highlights. briefly date Baron Davis or something like that Like something very random Did she? Wasn't she yeah. dating a basketball player at one point And it was just utterly and completely random I would like for you to get the bottom of that It's very important to All me, right. I can't wrap up the show Without knowing the information about that I swear to God, maybe maybe there was just a picture Of them I kissing see. or something like that Like Laura Dern's dating history just, dot just, com. What do you find? Charles, what do you got? I found Barron. Is it Barron Davis? Was yeah, I, I right about Baron. that? Wow. Laura Dern and Barron Davis. And it's the most random thing that the internet had ever seen.
7: She attended uh, UCLA when she was younger.
0: But she... I would assume she's a little bit older than Barron Davis. He was a uh,
7: third overall pick in the 99 draft. Well, right. Guard played his college hoops at UCLA. Coincidentally, Dern also briefly attended UCLA
0: But would they have been there UCLA. at the same time? I, I guess Barron Davis is older than I thought he was, <laughs> but not... <laughs> I still think Laura Dern's, Baron Davis, Baron Davis is 43. This is important. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Andrew oh, Stecker. Yeah, this was a couple years ago. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm aware. Laura Dern is 55. So, yes, they're, they're 12 years apart. So, they definitely wouldn't have been at UCLA together.
13: Yeah, <laughs> like, they're both in their 40s. I, no, I have 40. no
0: problem with the fact that they are dating. It's just there's no logical reason why there was a connection between Baron Davis and Laura Dern. Good for both well, of them.
7: She's a big booster. Is that I,
0: <laughs> you said it's just her relationship with UCLA? That's what made it happen. I don't know. Very weird, but I'm I support it for the record. Anything else? Can we wrap up? It's twelve uh, o'clock. Yeah, we gotta go. We got the to, we rest got of it gcr.com. Very good. Don't forget pressboxonline.com/slash/offers for all the best offers for signing up for sports betting in the state of Maryland. Thanks today to Brian Billick. Thanks to Rob Ambrose. Thanks to Chris Rose and to Ken Zalis. We'll get all of it up in the Greatest Hits section of the Oh my God, it's so good. tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Stan the Fan is in studio with us tomorrow. New Navy football coach Brian Newberry is going to join us on the program tomorrow. Rocky Boyman from WLW out in Cincinnati. He's always our regular. We'll preview the Bengals with him. Bo Smolka, stuff and things. Stuff and things. Very good. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including... FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, the Maryland Jockey Club, Great Eights Memorabilia, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, Biotoyta.com. Thanks to Charles. Charles, are you on social somewhere that people can be following you?
7: I am on social. Uh, Instagram, CharlesAP28, you know, just me and Young uh making your username after your favorite player adrian peterson because you're a vikings fan yeah, right yeah, yeah. you gotta get to the bottom of that looking back now um how's all the heart after burning? the things he did after his career it's a little questionable oh i mean like there are worse things that people have done but yeah oh yeah but yeah. um yeah charles ap28 um on instagram uh yeah
0: all right very good looking she forward to having run. you here throughout the semester charles will be getting involved with us you'll be seeing him do some stuff on uh, our social and He'll be uh, learning to produce the show. He will be
7: around the way that uh, everybody else, all of the great interns we've had over the years. I thank the both of you guys for the opportunity, and I'll get
2: right, i get ready I
0: can't wait to have you. Looking forward to it, man. All right. Uh, thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday night. Go Maryland, Towson, Loyola, UMBC. Duke sucks. Weekend at Bookies is coming up next. Welcome into Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. In just a minute, we'll get some Stetson figures with Andrew Stetka. And then later on, we'll check in with our buddy Brad Cronthall from Alloy Sports. I believe Alloy just recently launched their NBA platform for you to find some strategies to win your bets and make some money. So we'll look forward to that as well as talking about the week in the NFL. That's all on the way here on Weekend at Bookies. Don't forget, fight night, Saturday night, Javante Davis, Hector Luis Garcia. I was informed by the folks in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, they are expecting an overwhelming crowd, a standing room and then some crowd but you can still guarantee you get a table, you get reclining chairs. They still have reservations available for people that think about it a little bit ahead of time. Email events at sportssocialnd.com right now in order to reserve your spot for fight night Saturday night in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Instead of buying the fight and being out money, you can watch the fights for free and win money in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland. Joining us now, he is our friend, Andrew Stecker uh, last time we you know what let, let's bring on Andrew Stecker for a second good morning Andrew Steka. how are you my friends good morning
14: Glenn happy new year to you
0: I'm all all right um I was gonna say you struggled last time but that makes sense because you were drunk but I believe the answer was that I was drunk not you so Correct. unfortunately you don't get to save that do we solve it by saying you were just up too early in the morning is that what the problem was the last time we did stats and figures
14: no, I gotta be honest. I don't even remember what picks I gave you. Oh, it, oh, it,
0: it feels it, like it feels like
14: it was three weeks ago with everything that's gone on. It wasn't in the sports world. It wasn't
0: great. Uh, Browns minus two and a half against the Saints. Dolphins did mi- not work out. Dolphins minus three and a half against the Packers also did not work out. Uh, the almost hit your teaser. You almost hit your teaser. Um, yeah,
14: if I recall, I think we missed it by a half point or something.
0: Uh no, it was just the Bills like blew up at the end. Like it was the, you had the Bears plus eight and a half, but the Bills won by twenty two. So you didn't, you didn't. It wasn't all that close. <laughs> oh, it would have. It would have been fourteen and a half. I get it.
13: Yeah, yeah. But and, it was still. It was. It was like a thirteen point game, and then the Bills scored two touchdowns in the at the final end, three and minutes. That,
0: that yeah. ruined the hopes yeah. of that teaser. Uh, Griffin yeah. likes to rub it in. By the way, uh, he also points. He out does. He's a
14: jerk like that.
0: Back on uh, June thirtieth. Yet, you, you, you told us to bet the com- commanders plus 165 to make the playoffs. The, the commanders. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and
14: then they decided to start Carson Wentz in a game, yeah, and
0: that, that all. That, that, I'm okay. sure it would have made a difference. I'm sure it would have made a difference, Dekka. Well, they had so, a chance. I it's mean. the commanders. It was always going to happen. It was always going to be this way. You bet American dollars on the commanders making the playoffs. What say ye? Won't do that again. Yes, that's <laughs> probably probably the right thing to say. <laughs> you did have Air Force plus three and a half against Baylor in the Armed Forces Bowl, so you got that going for you, which is nice. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, what do we have for this week? Where are we starting with stats and figures?
14: Well, it's a new year, which means you know what that means, Glenn. You know what a new year, new year means. New year, new you. new golf season. Oh, okay. new golf season is upon us. Oh, right. Uh, which kicks off. Like, I definitely yes. knew that
0: totally knew they played golf the first weekend of the year.
14: Well, you can do that when you head to Hawaii, which is what they've done. They are in Kapalua, of course, this week for the century tournament of champions. Uh, Kapalua is a, uh, an interesting course. It's not very challenging. I mean, last year's winning score was 34 under par, uh, it was ironically uh, won by Cam Smith, who won't be there anymore. He's on another tour now. Um, but this course does require a bit of experience to play. There's intense slopes in the fairways and greens, a lot of elevation changes. It's a it's a course that requires a little bit of experience. And there hasn't been a first-time winner there in 15 years. So it's also a reduced field. It, 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 there's only 39 players that are taking part. Um, it features players who won on tour last Nobody season. Nobody wants to go to time. Hawaii
0: for the first weekend of the year? Well.
14: It's an exclusive event, is, is, is what we're saying. It, 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 the Tournament of Champions is champions from last season. For the first time this season, they're including players who made the Tour Championship last year. Those players are eligible. As I said, they've lost a few players, including the defending ah, champion, right. to another Tour. Right. So they're, they're adding to the field a little bit. But it still is a short field. Um, and because of the short field, you can get some plus money value on players to finish in the top ten. So, because you only have to finish in the top 25% of a field to finish in the top 10, rather than the top 6.5% or so, you can find value there. So, with all of that said, the guy that I'm targeting this week is Sungjae Im. Ah. Uh, I really expect a big season out of Sungjae Im and it's going to start here. You and me he both. has two, yeah, he has two prior top 10 starts in Maui. He finished T5 and T8 uh, at, at this tournament before. He also has four top 10s in his last eight starts. So, you can get Sung J M plus one twenty to finish in the top ten. I'm also going to sprinkle a little bit on him to win outright at seventeen to
0: one. Well that's insane. I how would I I have no idea. I have no sure, Andrew, we'll go with that. Sung Sung J M. You know what? I might even put a couple dollars on that just to see how this, it goes. This tournament is this tournament
14: is nice because it's 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 because of the the time difference it's primetime golf in the middle of winter. you get to look at the beautiful scenery it's, sure it's a nice tournament to start the year
0: so sure. you know you know there's there's football there's games.
14: no Thursday night football game on tonight th- 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 tonight I, I know you know that you can watch the first round of this tournament and warm up uh by you know with with the cold weather everywhere else
0: in the country. i, I would I would say well Maryland basketball is playing this evening, but I can understand that there's probably a, a place to be where people might want to yeah. Not watch Maryland basketball at some point during the course of this evening. However, Towson basketball is also on TV tonight, my friends. So the answer is no. I will not be joining you on the uh, what, whatever the hell. I
9: have is. multiple screens. I'll be
14: watching it all. Okay.
0: Don't worry. All right. You, you'll have us covered. <laughs> next, where are we headed?
14: Uh, we're going to go to the NFL next uh, for that Browns-Steelers game. Uh, the total in this game has moved a little bit this week, but it's right back around where it started at 40 and a half. Uh, Cleveland is averaging just 12.6 points per game since Deshaun Watson took over, Uh, and the Steelers have also been really good defensively since T.J. Watt came back. Uh, The Browns have also been very good defensively of late. They've moved to sixth in DVOA defensively in the last six weeks. Uh, Steelers totals have also been at 41 or below in seven of their last eight games. There's just no reason to believe uh, the Eagles team is going to do much offensively in this game, so give me under forty and a half points in the Browns
4: Steelers
0: game as well. Um, okay, I don't, you know, I I don't have any reason to 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 not like that. I guess it's it's still such a small number that you know goofy things can happen, but I tend to be in agreement with you that these teams are likely to not play a game where there is a whole ton of offense. So I'm not opposed to that pick necessarily. Andrew Steck is with us for his stats and figures this week in sports betting. Where to? Uh,
14: We're going to stay in the NFL, give you a little same-game parlay for this big showdown on Saturday, which is essentially our first true playoff game uh, in the AFC South. I know the Jags can still technically be the seventh seed if they lose, but they need a lot of things to happen. The winner of this one obviously takes the division. Um, but the Titans come in as a near touchdown underdog, but they're they this is they're starting to get healthy all of a sudden. They they rested some players last last week in order to to get right. Um, and despite the fact that they've been without Ryan Tannehill and haven't really trusted Malik Willis to do the job, their offense hasn't really been the issue. They can still run the ball. They obviously have a guy named Derrick Henry who's good at doing that. Um, it, the defense has been their problem, and again, that's mostly been due to some injuries. But those are starting to clear up. So. I also really like the idea of Mike Vrabel as an underdog. He is 21-9-1 as an underdog of more than three points. Um, There's also another angle in this game that I like, though, and that is the total. Uh, There are a lot of numbers that favor the under in this game. Titans' unders are 11-5 on the year. Trevor Lawrence at home is 12-4 going under in his career. And primetime games this season are 34-19 to the under. So I like the Titans in this game to keep it close. And maybe even win it. Uh, and the way they do that is keeping the scoring down. So if you pair Titans plus six with under thirty nine and a half, that gets you to plus two hundred seven odds.
0: I don't like it, but I, I like the math. I like the math you're doing. I just don't, I don't, I don't just don't trust the Titans any longer. I, I hear you. I understand. Um, I just really am fully a believer too in the Jaguars. Like I am utterly and completely a believer in the Jaguars. So I get it at six points. It's a good number. Um, the under yeah i mean if if I, here the math that i like that you're doing is if the titans win i or if the titans are going to be close i do think it's because it's a lower scoring game um so i like that math i just don't i don't like the titans covering i don't like that at all so right. that's where we're going to separate on that one and then finally finally
14: we're going to head to monday night in the college football national championship game uh tcu is obviously a big underdog in this game and i i got a i got to cop to this. I did not think TCU was going to get past Michigan in the semifinal. In fact, I had Michigan laying the points in that game. But the Horned Frogs, they kind of showed me that they have what it takes, um, not only to obviously hang with Michigan because they did that, but I think they can hang with Georgia in this game as well. There is an old steadfast rule in gambling that if you don't think an underdog can win a game, you shouldn't take them with the points. I'm breaking that rule right here. Twelve and a half, too many points for me. This game opened up at 13 and a half or 14 in some places. It's come down a bit. I think TCU can score against Georgia's defense um, in a similar way that Ohio State was able to. Um, the total is 62 and a half, which says, you know, says that there should be points in this game. I think TCU has the better quarterback who should be able to make plays in this game.
8: Um, and
14: TCU only has three losses against the spread all year they were decided by a total of seven points so give me the frogs over the dogs with the 12 and a half points
0: i think you're insane uh i don't know why it is that we do this no i'm I, I look man i i i don't like the number i just in diving in a little bit more to some of the analytics like the analytics suggest that this should be a blowout as well but i hear you like Georgia's defense probably not quite as good as advertised I just don't know that TCU and what they did like what they did against Michigan was so specific to me it was so specific that they needed Max Dugan to be able to keep the plays alive and that's the unique part that I don't think they're going to be able to do against Georgia I think Georgia is going to present something more difficult and I don't know when you say he's a better quarterback to some extent I agree but I think it's unique in how he's a better quarterback. I don't know that he's the guy that's going to stand in and make big throws down the middle, and I think that's about what you need to do in order to be able to beat Georgia. So that's where I'm... I just don't like the matchup, ironically, between these two teams, and that's why I don't like that pick. But you'll have the chance to laugh at me, or I'll have the chance to laugh at you in two weeks. Andrew Stecka at a Stecka on Twitter, is how you follow him. Appreciate you, my friend. We'll talk to you again in two weeks, all right? It's Sounds good. Cheers, guys. It's Andrew Stecca, stats and figures here on Weekend at Bookies. When we come back in, Brad Cronthall from Alloy Sports joins us. Tells us what the numbers say about this weekend in football. We'll talk a little NBA as well. That's on the way. Weekend at Bookies.
10: Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit. Stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop.
5: Looking for
3: some excitement in the new year? Laurel Park has plenty of live horse racing events to spice things up this January. The much-anticipated winter meet kicks off on January 1st, plus we've got special MLK Holiday Racing on Monday, January 16th, and the Winter Carnival Stakes on Saturday, January 21st. Winter may be cold, but the racing at Laurel Park is hot. Learn more about upcoming January events by visiting
11: laurelpark.com. Another Oriole season is in the books. And The bat was there every step of the way as the birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off season, discussing every signing, trade and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline and Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or listen live Live at PressboxOnline.com/slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, right here at Pressbox Sports. It's the perfect time to sign the young basketball
3: fan in your life up for a membership in the Retriever Kids Club. It includes free youth admission to all regular season UMBC home games, plus a T-shirt and a drawstring backpack. Membership is only $35. It makes a great gift. Visit UMBCRetrievers.com slash kids club for more info. Membership is available for kids 12 and under in the Retriever Kids Club. Again, UMBCRetrievers.com slash kids club.
5: If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a -a three-and-a-half-star review, too.
0: All right, back in here on Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, where you can still register your bets for the Super Bowl win tickets. Again, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Go to fanDuel.com slash S B N A Z in order to find out more. Joining us now, as he does every time on Weekend at Bookies, he is our buddy Brad Cronthal. By the way, I should point out that that um, offer to win the Super Bowl tickets, that ends on January 9th. So you only have four more days in order to take advantage of that particular offer. Get to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Make a $25 or more futures bet on the Super Bowl. And then take that, register that bet at FanDuel.com SBNAZ. But you got to do it by January 9th in order to be registered to win the tickets. Brad Cronthal, Alloy Sports, back with us now here on Weekend at Bookies. Good morning, Brad. How are you, my friends? Doing
15: great, Glenn. How are you? Everything
0: is all right, dude. Did I hear a rumor that uh, there's a new sport that Alloy Sports is dipping their uh, toes into the water for?
15: That's right. We just launched our NBA uh, prior to New Year's, so that's live with our Wizard. And then in the next couple weeks or so, we'll be giving the Alloy Pro out for the NBA as well. So right when football season ends for our football bettors, they can go right into the NBA.
0: So what is available right now as far as NBA is concerned?
15: So right now, all users can access the Wizard platform. So our freemium platform—you come on, you can build a strategy in under 20 seconds, save it, pin it, and all those will be available to you.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And then, and then, and once we get to the end of football season, what more will be available for basketball?
15: Yeah. So then, our Alloy Pro, so our premium su- subscription platform that has the full database at your disposal, that'll be ready. Uh, within the next month or so that's awesome
0: looking forward to that that will be great and we'll be talking obviously some basketball uh once football season comes to an end you and i um what are you noticing tell me what's been working football wise
15: yeah absolutely so last week a strategy we built and wrote about a couple weeks ago is called our run and defend after a loss strategy so this strategy incorporated teams with higher rushing yards per game a higher quarterback hurries from the defense, and then higher first down yards per game, um, and looking at teams specifically that are, were coming off a loss. So for that strategy, it won all three games that it looked at last week. It was the Cardinals, the Panthers, and there was one more as I, I well. got the, Car- um, the Cardinals, week- <laughs> Cardinals,
0: Browns, and Seahawks. I got it. Cardinals, Browns, and Seahawks.
15: Browns and Seahawks. Yeah, so I'm looking at this week, and the first game that pops out to me from this strategy is that's where the Panthers come in, is the Panthers plus three-and-a-half at New Orleans. Um, week 18, really, really tough week to look at the line. Really? Some teams are in the playoffs. They're going to take it easy. They're not going to play all their starters. Some teams looking to get in and get out. It's a tough week to bet, no doubt about that. So I'm trying to look at a few games where teams are still fighting, and the Panthers is one where I, I see that happening, fighting for their head coach, Steve Wilkes, looking to get that full-time job there. Um, and they're the first team that hits in this strategy. So I like the Panthers plus three and a half at New Orleans this week. Okay.
0: I don't – I mean, I, I certainly didn't have any feeling whatsoever for that game, but it's interesting. I think a lot of people would say, oh, the Panthers got eliminated. They're gonna, they're not going to be up for it. What you're saying is, well, say they might have a reason to still be up for it and – they do the things well that make sense for our strategy.
15: Absolutely, and just for a little more context, this strategy is hitting at sixty-one percent since twenty nineteen for close underdog. Wow. So we feel really good about this strategy, how it's hit, and obviously performed really well last week. So I'm going to ride ride the hot strategy into week eighteen for New Orleans.
0: Any other strategy? Sure. Carolina. Yeah, Carolina against New Orleans. Thank you, Carolina against New Orleans. Any other strategies that you've noticed working recently?
15: Yeah, so this year, I think I've mentioned in the past, defense has been a really strong indicator to success this season. So our defensive pressure strategy, is hitting for heavy underdogs this year at 69%. So it's 24-11 and 11 this season, a 31% return on investment. One game I really like that this strategy is pointing to is the Patriots on the road at Buffalo in week 18. First off, we'll see if this game gets played, right? Um, Good news, hopefully everything continues to improve on the DeMar Hamlin front. Um, So prayers are still with him, his family, and his teammates. But, you know, once this game gets kicked off, I like New England to just cover. I think Buffalo will pull out the win. But to stay within seven and a half points, New England's been tough. They've got the good defense. Obviously, Buffalo could respond one of two ways. But coming off such a traumatic event, last monday i I think new england will keep this within a touchdown
0: um you know i i I understand that entirely you just never like this is where like betting gets difficult you never know which team is the team that like responds in what way to something and there's always the scenario where buffalo just becomes like the single most determined team in the history of football after everything they've been through and like they just suddenly turn into world beaters but I, I get it, and obviously from the data, the data says far more than the emotions could possibly say. He is Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports. He is with us here on Weekend at Bookies. Anything else that you've been looking at that kind of jumps out at you as far as the NFL slate is concerned?
15: Yeah, so there is one last game, and let's show with the data because we know that favor, heavy favorites haven't been too profitable alone, but this game I just, I just couldn't stop staring at. Um, with some local relevance here, and it's the Cowboys and Commanders. Cowboys started at six-and-a-half-point favorites. The Lions moved to minus seven now. Uh, they're in the playoffs, but they're still fighting for that for that NFC East crown. I, I don't see a world where they don't win by a touchdown. At Commanders with Sam Howell starting at quarterback, his first career start, um, that's a game that I, I really like. Okay,
0: that's interesting. That is interesting. All right, so remind everybody about Alloy, what everybody needs to know.
15: Absolutely. So come check us out, the Alloy Sports app on iOS. Follow us on all social at Alloy Sports. Gear up for Week 18 and then the playoffs, so a really fun ticket for the playoffs. For all our users, we'll actually be including playoff data from previous years for your strategies after this week, so you'll get to see all the historical results leading up to the wild card round uh, to factor that in your bets for the playoffs. That's
0: awesome. Um, Brad Cronthall, man, first of all, Happy New Year. Second of all, of course, you are also on Twitter, at B underscore for everybody to follow you there. And, of course, at Alloy Sports on Twitter as well. Looking forward to it. Uh, we will talk again in a couple of weeks and get ready for a big playoff weekend. Thank you, as always, for taking the time for us, man. Absolutely.
15: Thanks a lot, man.
0: Brad Cronthall from Alloy Sports with us here as they are trying to help you become a smarter and better, better by using their platform to build your strategies uh, in order to try to be a winner. So make sure you're checking out Alloy Sports. They do incredible stuff for you to try to help you out in winning money. By the way, Andrew Steck, would like you to know that there's one other bet that he also likes this week. That you mean fr- there's a bonus debt? I guess you could call it a bonus debt, but he thought I wouldn't have wanted him to share it because it's the same bet that he's made previously. I- I'm trying to tell him, I like it when you share one that wins. I don't, I don't care if you've made it before. Does it win? I don't love doing a segment where all of the bets lose. That's not, that doesn't help anybody. Uh, Andrews bet, um, Holland uh, uh, to an anytime goal scorer and Man City with the win or draw double chance today. Parlay those things together for plus one hundred and two uh and you get that By the way, why is that game only on peacock today what is that all about oh, really? like because i feel like that's one that people actually look i don't know anything but i got the sense that that's one people actually care about and that like they're purposely doing this for that reason like they purposely uh, yeah. only put it on peacock because they're like now you got to go sign up for peacock um it's a bad bit man it's a bad bad bit but uh, he did share that that he also likes that one today as well all right griffin uh, last time we did this, it was a good news, bad news situation. Yeah. The good news is he made it a bit of a milder yeah, uh, gratuitous grouping.
13: A modest plus $500. Odds. But it hit. It did hit. It did hit. And
0: if you had paid like $100 yeah. on that, you would uh, have won $500. Bucks. So that's good news. Remind us th- th- the bad news being I didn't tweet it out. Now that's okay because it says if you want that information, you gotta watch the yeah. show, yeah. right? Like I'm not all that. I'm not as angry about that as you are. You just wanted to be able to brag, like I did, that's yeah, all it was. You could have gone back and found the show and shared that. That's true. Yeah. You're not much of one for sharing personally the things that I, happen yeah, on this program. I guess, I guess so. I, 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 I'll I, be I, better. I'm not. I'm not that. trying to tell you how to live your life. But it probably would be a good thing for branding right. yeah. and for you know what you're doing to maybe be a bit more willing to share things related to the show. Just, just yeah, putting that I agree. out there. Right? I agree. I'll, I'll, think, just, I'll work on just it. Just think about that. Yeah. Now when you lose this one, maybe you don't. <laughs>
13: What do you, what, what you talking about? I'm don't. not losing. This is so, remind
0: everybody what it was last time.
13: I uh, had uh, had Erling Holland, to score in the uh, FA Cup in their match against Liverpool. Um, and he did. Is it like, Holland attempt- or Holland? I thought it was. I, I believe it's ha- like Holland. I guess the is. Right, you know what? Something. I'm not even going to attempt. Go ahead. Just so go call, ahead. You want to hey. call Steke back?
0: Sure. It would- <laughs> no, I don't really. But I would uh, like to know. He scored like I 10 don't like in. getting people's names wrong. I want to make yes. that abundantly yeah. clear. I'm not one of those, I prefer to have the name right, but clearly you don't know. So I need you to get to the bottom of it for the next time we have this conversation. Make so we sure had we Erling to score.
13: In a, Thank you. Thank in you. that oh, E-H. hey, He scored like 10 Oh, minutes. E-H, we yeah. call him. Yes. He scored about 10 minutes in, so that one hit pretty quickly. Then we had Maryland minus 22.5 against St. Peter's. Right?
0: It's yes. been one of the few games that they have uh, they, uh, actually performed yeah. well in
13: recently. Uh, and then just the like Stecco had. Last
0: year? What's that? No, this is two weeks ago. They played St. Peter's on a Thursday night. That was the team that was in the tournament. Yeah, last year. the yeah, St. Right? Yes. But they don't okay. have anybody back from that team.
13: Right. Have, um, yes. And then uh, just like Steca, had Air Force plus 3.5 against Baylor. And mm-hmm. they uh, they that, won. They paid out. It did, yeah. And so, did you actually play yeah, Maryland I, I, dollars on it? I did. I threw a fraction of $100. I put $10 on it. But that's 50 Yeah, That's a nice little It was. Uh, it was a, good, I, that's uh, a know, nice win right I, before Christmas I agree.
8: Good
13: win Alright so today we're starting with that match that we were talking about Manchester City versus Chelsea um, And I like Man City straight up in this one Chelsea they've won They have one win in their last seven Premier League games They're also winless in their last five matches With a team in the top four of the table Man City's currently second And then Graham Potter has one win against Pep Guardiola In his career uh, Against Manchester City And that's in like seven games I believe um, and City's coming off that frustrating 1-1 draw with Everton, so they want some points now that they're sitting 8 behind of Arsenal right. at the top. So, I like uh, I like Man City a lot in this. Man, one. it's a,
0: amazing that you, you were able to read what I wrote down for you so comfortably <laughs> there because I obviously knew all of those things about this match. Now we
13: all know. Now everyone knows. Yeah. yeah, so thanks yeah, thanks for writing that down for me. And then so uh, like Man City on the money line. I do. I do. Right. Minus what is it? 140 now? Minus, Minus 145, yes. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to do some tennis. We're going down uh, down under to Adelaide. Yes. So I'll take your opinion on this, Glenn. Uh, so Yannick Sinner, I've, who I've bet on before on this on this program. Um, he's uh, he's the more skilled player. He's ranked higher than Sebastian. Korda. You know what's so
0: funny? You say more skilled. You're probably right about Seb Quarter's skills aren't the problem. He is an extraordinarily skilled player. I don't know. Like I know what you're saying. He's the more accomplished player, right. for sure, of the two.
13: Go ahead. Um, and he's 7-1 against American Opposition in 2022. Uh, however... It's not... I don't know if you heard. It's, it's not 2022 yeah. anymore. Not um, sure. However, where. I'm going to go with Sebastian Corda. I'm going to go with the American tonight. Ooh. I think that he's in much better shape. He's in much better form. He's been playing against higher-level competition, coming off two impressive wins over Andy Murray and uh, Roberto Batusta. Yeah. And even in his tournaments before, though, at the end of December. Although, although Andy Murray, obviously, yeah. isn't quite Andy Murray. But I think... Uh, He's in a lot better shape, a lot better form than Yannick Sinner, and uh, and Yannick Sinner also. Here's another stat for you: in quarterfinals, which this is this is the quarterfinal of the Adelaide. Uh, he was two and eight in quarters last year, so uh, I like Corda as an underdog. He's, what plus one forty eight now, uh, so I will take Corda as my second leg of this. For the
0: record, I like the boldness of it. But I don't like the pick for a for a parlay. I would not okay. play
13: this. Well, I like uh, I like quarter a lot and Sinner. I feel like he might.
0: I like quarter too. But I, I just this is way too. I would say like I think these numbers are right. I think Sinner deserves to be a slight favorite in this match, which doesn't mean that Seb Quarter can't win it. Like I do think that Seb Quarter, when he's in form, can beat a lot of players. I think an informed Seb Quarter is a threat to do a lot of things. We just haven't seen him consistently in enough for me to be confident that he's definitely informed. versus no offense but beating Andy Murray isn't even a good win anymore I mean like it's yeah. it's yeah. just winning a match Roberto Batista Goot you know, it's a crapshoot type of thing. So I don't know yet enough to know that he's definitely form. So I would not. I would make this. Had, uh, I would make this bet by itself, but I would not risk bringing down a parlay by making this bet. Uh, I
13: could pull it up. But in the tournament that he was playing in December, he was playing against those higher level guys, and it just didn't seem like Sinner was playing against. And he, he like he and he wasn't putting away uh, like the good. Competition that he had, so I like Corda in that one, uh, and I think that's what's supposed to be around nine thirty tonight.
0: What tournament did he play in December?
13: Uh, was it a challenger? It was like a Sof- was it Sofia or something? What? Some it was. I don't know. It was, it was you know in Europe somewhere. I I don't even know what tournaments they were playing in December. Right, I'll pull it off for you.
0: Okay, you t- you tell me.
13: Sinner was, and he he lost uh he lost.
0: Oh, you mean Sinner? I thought. Oh okay. yes, sorry. I thought you meant Corda, but I still don't know what what tournament it was. Alright, Yannick Center match results.
13: He he lost in Paris to uh, some guy.
0: And Paris was like back in the fall. Like what I don't know what we're doing
13: here. Oh, that was oh I I misread my Yeah, you're right. That so it wasn't as as recent as I thought. Either way, I'm 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 all in on Stepcoin. It's, it's too not, late now. It's not impossible. It's, it's not impossible. It's too late now. Uh and so right after... so that, that, that match will be right after Towson plays Drexel. Ah, yes. Race. And so I like uh Towson to win by one to ten. At plus plus okay. 160 against okay. Drexel Towson is Why? 14 and four versus Drexel since 2013 uh, only losing once at home in that span uh, Towson's obviously the better team uh, even though they haven't quite played like it in terms of results in the last week or two uh, but I think it's a really good get right spot uh, so I like uh, I like Towson a lot playing at home against Drexel I think it could be a close game so I don't I didn't want to take the spread at seven and a half but and we know Towson doesn't really put teams away all that much yeah. so uh, I like them by one to ten at the uh, extra juicy odds of plus 160 over Drexel I
0: can't wait to see this on Bad Beats later when Towson is just making like by eight free throws at the end of the game in order to win by 14 and you're like mm. son of a bitch yeah
13: uh, and then finally, uh, I'm just gonna to sprinkle on Georgia oh, you're, money. Line. You're really going all in. Yeah, on I'm gonna this say, one. I'm gonna all throw right. Georgia money line just to you know amp it up just a little bit more because uh, in double digit favorites in college football playoff title games, six and zero straight up, uh, and that is what Georgia is. And I, again, I don't see them losing. TCU might be able to keep it close and within twelve and a half, but again, I don't see many uh, avenues of a straight up victory for TCU so i like the Georgia money line so you have it built a plus
0: 1242 yeah, here parlay here We're, yeah and how many american dollars are you going to put on it i'll probably put at least 10 i mean that would pay out 124 dollars yeah. yeah. if you hit it i like i like the smell of it i don't feel good about it but i like the smell of it cuz of center yeah i just i don't love it i don't love it is all i'm saying i don't love that but i get it you needed you needs you need a couple things in order to Create a nice parlay bet. So, hey man, let's see, let's see. I I dig it. W- were you going to share this one on Twitter? Yes, yes, I, I will. I'll, I'll make sure this. I send this one out so, so the way I can. You know, I know that might be your kiss of death. Maybe it is. <laughs> well, that might be the way that your parlay goes to die. That's Griffin's. Maybe I'll gr- just happen to forget next week if this one doesn't. <laughs> right. <happen. laughs> That's Griffin's gratuitous grouping for the week. All right. Um. We uh. We thank you for joining us. for weekend at bookies. Don't forget the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Again, fight night Saturday night. Javante Davis, Hector Luis Garcia, it's going to be just a madhouse in the FanDuel Sportsbook for that fight. So reserve your spot right now. Email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to make sure you get your table, you get your reclining chairs. We will see you on Tuesday for Simply the Bets. In the meantime, may the odds be ever in your favor.